Blog Talk Radio.
Of the true Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Yahweh. Live Radio. Special edition called Thursday evening. Worldwide international radio broadcast. Special edition called Thursday evening is now on the air. I'll be your host for the special edition called Thursday evening. Revealing the number of the B666 on a position, tape number 96. But I'm looking on, seeing who coming on stage, and I don't see nobody ready to get in that microphone and holler. So, what we got to do is talk a little bit, then you talk a little bit, and by the time they come on the broadcast, then we'll go from there. Or we'll um, slap on a, a tape. We don't know. We'll find out. One thing about those seeds, you're always ready to go. You take care of Yaqua's business. That give me a chance to talk about a few things that... um. We got to consider, especially on our health. Remember, the children of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel, is called by many names. You must get a specific diet to eat. And in that diet, it was no, no time, nowhere you ate chicken, hog, or pig. And you lived much longer. And you didn't need God cook. Remember, if you want to get your body back where you can have peace with your body, you got to return back to understanding who you are and you different from the other nations because you were chosen to have a specific diet. But he didn't give that diet to everybody. He gave it to you, 12 tribes of Israel. Told you to the beast that you eat, the beast you don't eat. So you got to learn that the key to keeping yourself together before you shut it down, you got to specifically detox yourself, and you gotta eat, and you got to eat green foods, green foods. That's the game changer. By eating green food, told before man was eating on the face of the earth, what to eat, he put it right there in, in the Bible in 129 through 31 of Genesis. Eat green foods from the tree and from the ground. Now, once you get your body built up, then what purifies your body is eating a lot of standing corn. Corn, and another thing about the children of Israel, wherever they went, they always grew. Black-eyed peas. Black-eyed peas and corn 
It's something that the children of Israel always had. Black eyed peas, corn, black eyed peas. Then they take a a sweet potato and put it with it. Now, they're eating pretty good. But remember, the key to the sweet potato, I know we have to do the same same way we do a lot of them, right? Get down to the white part and then throw it away. Same thing about a sweet potato. Guess what? The covering of the sweet potato is more powerful than the inside. Because so the outside is for your medicine. See, the part that you throw away, that's the part you're supposed to intake. That's the medicine part of it. And then you go in your phone and look up what do the outside of a sweet potato do for your body. The outside of it. You know you know when your mom back in the day they bake it or boil it or whatever, then scrape all it inside out and make the pies and throw the outside away. Outside is the medicine. So that's the medicine you need. So go in your phone and look up the sweet potato, the skin of the sweet potato, what value do that do to your immune system? You'd be, be surprised. That's a game changer. And remember, we read in Daniel chapter 1, showing you that once you eat your fruits and vegetables, and those that eat the king's meat, you'd be more healthier because you wasn't giving the king's meat. But that's what we know today. And we got to change our mindset like, like eating a day. The day was, is a remorse for the 12 tribes of Israel. It's a remorse day. Because this is the day that the sins of Esau delivered us up. We got a whole lot of kids. And then they, um, they come up with certain things that you, you know, the, the turkey. The turkey is viewed today by participating in that. The cranberry sauce is your blood that you, 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 you shed. And the stuffing, the dressing stuffings, that's how they stuff you up into them graves after they delivered you up. And then nothing they did, cut off a lot of your heads, and that's and they start kicking your heads around like a soccer ball, a soccer ball. But you know all that? You have taught on it many times, but we not even think about teaching on it this time. Because the bottom line is we got too much on the table to try to get this children of Israel to understand one thing. You got to come back to these laws, statutes, and commandments the way he got it written in his Bible. And that was the reason why the king tore his garment, because he thought the ministers that was in power, in charge, was teaching them right and found out they wasn't. See, and you're going to rent your clothes one day, too. You're going to rent your clothes when you find out that the man, the man of whoever you stand before, they hadn't, that he hadn't taught you right. He taught you wrong. 
He went along with the system. It says you are come as you are. That's not in the Bible. It tells you believe on our our Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved. That ain't in the Bible. Twist that up too. Because you got a statement written. Not that let me read that. Let me read that while we wait around for the comment of those who are coming on stage. In the book of Romans chapter 10, let me, let me read that. Now, now remember, when you jump down in the book of Romans, you got to understand something. Romans is talking to a specific people. Watch this. 10-1. Brothers, my mind desires to pray to Yahweh of Israel that it might that might be saved, for the ones that might be saved. Let me read that again. Let me, I stumbled all through that one, didn't I? Brethren, brothers, my mind desired the prayer to Yahweh for Israel is that they might be saved. So when you read Romans, you read Paul's prayer is for Israel to be saved. So that's what Paul's prayer is. As a matter of fact, he made a statement in 11 verse 2. Look what he said. No, 11 1. Um, Romans 11 1. I say then, have Yahweh cast away his people? Yahweh forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. See, Paul was a, a, Benj- a Benjamite. You know what Benjamite is today? Still got him off in West Africa, but also in Jamaica. So you know what, what a Jamaican looked like? Paul will mirror the today Jamaicans, a Benjamite. But I'm going down to see what Paul says. He says something. Let's see what he says, Paul says in the 10th chapter. Hmm, let's see what he says. Paul says this in the 10th chapter, verse 12. There is no difference between Judah and Israel. That's what it says. I thought you see the word called Jew and Greek. But Jew and Greek don't belong there. See, Jew and Greek do not belong there. All right. I'm right to see Mother come on stage, so I guess we can kind of get something going on. And Mother's coming on stage, so so we'll, we'll put that to the side. But let me finish, up, finish this up. See, it's no difference between Jew and Greek. This means no difference between Judah and Israel, Mike's. For the same Yahweh. Is overall and riches unto the calling upon him. This is what I this is what I was going to get right here. Thirteen. For whosoever shall call upon the name of YHWH shall be saved. Fourteen. How then shall they call upon him a whom they have not believed? And how 
shall they believe in him and whom they have not heard? Or how shall they hear without a teacher? You got to have a teacher. That's why we call it all these airways six nights a week. You got to have a teacher to inform you that the way we've been taught with this Bible has been totally wrong. So now it's time to correct this thing because Yahweh's time is coming around the corner. So we got to have this thing right. So we're going to leave that like it is. And we're going to bring our mother in. And uh, Mother Z, get a minute, uh, call, um, wake up um, Sister Mary and wake her up until it's time now to holler in the microphone again. Uh, Mother Z, tell Sister Mary, wake up, wake up over there and time to holler in the microphone again. Time to come hollering again. Hey, Mother E, one of the most out of Cap One. Got my bitch, I see right. Got my bless you, Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Father, Mother. Excellent. All right. Well, we want we know one thing, Mother, the pot's KL been lit. So we don't know those maybe uh, properly and not participating in Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving was a day. This is a more to the children of Israel. They are children of Israel. They lost their lives on this day. They prepared a meal. And Esau and his five sons um, looked at them. They had the guards all around the trees. With the, and they looked at everybody at that time. And on this very hill, you became the turkey. You became the turkey in their eyes. And the dressing was you being stuffed off into them graves. And the cranberry sauce that you put on it, that was your blood that was spilled. And the uh, soccer, it was the cutting off of your head and kicking your head around. So all that happened. So what this day is a remorse to you, children of Israel, but you don't know that you're Israel. Because I've seen big, big imperials, athletes, and everything. Well, we're going home and enjoy our Thanksgiving. How could you enjoy something? that you know the history of it, this was destruction of your people. It's like saying you got a loved one that got ran over by Buddha, right? Then all of a sudden you said, we're going to celebrate that next year. He's going to be able to do what? Celebrate. How are you going to celebrate one of your loved ones that a car hit him and knocked him up 30 feet up in there? No, you're not going to do that. So we seen our elder a minute ago. And um, see we're getting back on, and we'll tell y'all about this broadcast, and we'll get something going on. So, Mother, we see the elder a minute ago, and so now what we're going to do, we're going to get something going on, and, and when you return, he'll tell y'all about the broadcast. Well, there our elder is, so he's coming back, he's popping in like popcorn. So let's see if we meet and greet our elder, and he'll tell y'all about uh, take number 96, and we'll get something going on, no doubt about it. So um, when you meet our elder, we'll allow a voice, you say, Elder Mr. Tibbs, tribe of Yagda Judah. Yagda BTSC Royal. And Yagda Bush is here as well, received well. Hallelujah. 
Yakwa. Hallelujah, Yakwa. Hallelujah, Yakwa. All right. Well, here's the one thing we do know the box they have been living. A lot of information would be put on the table, but that's our job to do so. Just like it's your job is to tell the national audience exactly who bring the broadcast and, and what all might put on you. You see, on the international side, over 900,000 strong plus, according to WCC, plus. But right now, yo, what you want to tell this national audience on tape number 96 and Yakwa B to come on? Well, once again, Yaqua, bless you, Sir Israel, and thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast. Among a cast of over, it looks like over 900,000 listeners, and that's a lot of people that came to hear the words of Yaqua. But what I have to say about that, that's a good thing. Because not only do they hear the words, they will understand the words as we explain it, the voices of the true Israelites. This is the day it appears that everybody is celebrating what we call that holiday. Yeah, everybody wants to be out there celebrating that holiday, which first came about the way that they explained it in 1614. Everybody is celebrating the first holiday of Thanksgiving. Most of us associate that holiday with the happy Puritans and Indians sitting around a big feast. And it did happen once. But the story, as I said, began in 1614 when a band of English explorers sailed to England with a ship full of Alex Indians bound for slavery. They left behind smallpox, which virtually wiped out those who had escaped. But by the time the Trojans arrived in Massachusetts Bay, they found one living Alex Indian, a man named Squatter, who had survived slavery in England and knew their language. He taught them to grow corn, to fish, and negotiated a peace treaty between the Pilgrims and the Wampanoag Indians. At the end of their first year, the Pilgrims held a great feast honoring Squanto and the Wampanoas. Yeah? Getting ready to celebrate Thanksgiving just like everybody doing today. But as the word spread in England about the paradise here to be found in a new world, religious zealots called Puritans began arriving by boatloads Finding no fences around this land, they considered it to be a public domain. Joined by other British settlers, they seized land, capturing strong natives for slaves and killing the rest. But the, but the Swayclap Nation had not agreed to a peace treaty that Squanto had negotiated with them, and they all fought back. This was the Perlock War. It was one of the bloodiest Indian wars that were ever fought in the year 1637. Well, near the present day, you find that Gordon, Connecticut, over 700 men and women of that particular tribe had gathered their annual green corn festival 
which we know today as our Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving celebration. And pre-dawn hours, while the Indians were sleeping, they were surrounded by English and Dutch mercenaries who ordered them to come out. Those who came out were shot or clubbed to death. While the terrified men and women, they stayed and huddled inside the lone house, they were burned alive. And the next day, the governor of Massachusetts Bay declared a day of Thanksgiving because 700 unarmed men and women and children had been murdered. So this is the cheerful day that everybody's celebrating now through tradition. That's a marvelous thing, is it not? You see what Esau does with history. He bends it a little bit, so everything goes his way. Well, a few years after that, what happened in 18? 87, I believe, after they beat the Indians up and pushed them on a reservation, they found that they made another mistake. They gave the Indians prime land for growing wildlife and, you know, vegetables and stuff like that. This was great land, and it was guaranteed to the Indians by the government. Now, what did Esau do? This is called the Don Rose. You can find that in the Constitution. If you paid $5 under the table, being a descendant of Esau, you could claim yourself as Indian heritage, get the piece of land that was promised to them by the government. Well, what happened later? As everybody got them a piece of land, it swindled and got smaller and smaller. So not only do we have Thanksgiving that was given to the Indians, which we know as Thanksgiving from the past, we also they might want to say thanks swindling because after they kill you, then they turn around and swindle you. Well, I don't know what to say about that. That is, that is really something to think about, how history gets turned around. This is why most of the time you hear us say that whatever Yaqua made crooked, man cannot make straight. But he tries. He does it in the brain. That's really horrible to think about that, Thanksgiving, and how people have been manipulated to think different. This is why I know that many came to hear things that most of us listening to on this program, some listening, they never understand. But the Aquas Ministry, we dig into this and take all this information and make all the misunderstanding very possible. We have many out there that visit us that came to see things in the Bible through proper teaching, some looking they can never find. But these are the misinformed, and we help those out too. This is why Yahweh's ministry, the words that are taught, makes all this and more possible for the righteous. And the key word is the righteous, because the righteous, they will learn. This is why we welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry. We come to you live and open to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost, about Yahweh's word. They even try to manipulate that. How can you guys get this much information out of this one book? And we have to explain. It comes from connecting the books, the words of Yahweh, your health, even foods that you should eat, 
keeping the Sabbath days, and much more we get from this Bible. And we do all this because you have not. This information you all came to seek and have now found it in the voices of the Israelites, tribe of Yadah. We're open to you from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And those days are Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. However, the Sabbath class we do have. The top part of the Sabbath, which we had to recently explain, is Friday. That time starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. and an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members desire to leave. We also have a website address. And to use this on any search engine, enter tribegada.com. And after you click enter, once again, click tribegada.com. Dash Israelites. Doing this will take you to a big liner where you'll see some choices. One will be tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. However, any other device you might see menu. But after clicking this, you'll still see the choices. Still choose the tithes and offerings. In doing so, remember what it tells us in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. 7 says, Kevin to the Aqua for your kindred to the people. Give unto the Aqua glory and strength. Eight, give unto the Aqua the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come unto his courts. Now, I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yaqua loves a cheerful giver. And also, donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures that are mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30. And mention once again in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you, thus says, Yahweh alive. Also for building and school, which is very well needed. A banquet hall, radio station, and land to grow the health foods we continue to speak of on this program. Also while there, don't forget to check our calendar which will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. Also, we have a live program, which is a feature that's available during our broadcast time. To get there, enter three words this time, being Yagua Radio Live. And after clicking there, look for Voices of the Tourist Lights, Tribe of Yadda. Click the red live button as soon as it appears, It'll bring you right to our live online broadcast. Now, we have a few numbers you can call with the Aqua Online. The first being our live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This would be our international number where you can call and leave a message from those Bible scriptures that you may have questions on which can be answered by anyone in the six million camps of Yahweh's ministry. But also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you, you will only hear a discouraging clip followed by a dial to it. Also, by calling the same number, you can order what our numbers know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address and you will receive it promptly. 
Christ. However, on another note, we might ask, please do not contact us here via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. As you see, this year is usually pretty busy with the WCC. The New York Station stopover, Mr. Cigar Man, announced it within the moments, and even now, in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. So please use that international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back, unless you call trying to teach. Now, as I said, you will only hear the discouraging doctor. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of our program today, catch the entire show after 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. Program time will be repeated after 10.30. To do that, just enter three words on your search line, Yahua Radio Live. When you click enter, look for voices for the Trizolites, Drive the Dot. At that point, you can choose the program that you're late logging into or any previous day that you would like to listen. And during our normal broadcast, we're also simultaneously transmitting on Peltalk which can be logged in by your phone, your tablet, or computer, even now your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the Peloton app. We will be listed under ethnic group, African-American, look for voices of the Trizolites, tribe of Yadah. You'll find our room will hold 50 or more listening participants. The Yadah's work will also be working for your Bible education. And online there to answer the on-the-table topics, that we discussed during our broadcast will be Elder Mrs. Israel, along with the Seer Israel, right in their shotgun. We'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And at Broad Talk ends before teaching time, we will continue our teaching on Peloton. Uh, one reminding note that I usually give. When we're given our scriptures to speak by the Seer, remember to be quick to hear and slow to speak, so the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly, remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh, and not that of confusion. So doing that, we have to be careful not to make worldly statements that can't be backed up by the Bible, but make those statements that can be backed up in the Bible. And so we can start to do just that, We'll pass our program over to our city as well and say, Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, Yahweh. That was excellent. Uh, I'm kind of very happy that you did touch on uh, this Thanksgiving Day. That's a great thing. You know, when out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, you know, maybe those that is, in, that is misinformed sitting around eating the Eating the turkey, which is was the, the northern <laughs> kingdom bad man. That was eating your forefathers and mothers that turkey today. So you sit around there eating that. Remember, the ten northern tribes hated by gas. They was the one, but it was prophesied a troop was going to take them out. So they all touched on that excellence. So you know, ain't nothing to say about it. Remember, the turkey is you, 10 northern tribes, members of the children of Israel. The turkey is you. The cranberry sauce is your blood. 
And the stuffing that you call the dressing, that's where you've been stuffed off into them graves. And the soccer plan is they cut your head off and kick your head around. So all that happened on this day that you sitting around when people come all out of town, all businesses, bases closed, government's office closed to enjoy what is a remorse to the whole 12 tribes of Israel because when one of your brothers go down, all your brothers go down. So the other took had excellent, and that was a great thing. And, I, and that, that makes me happy because that means they all doing what they're supposed to do. Inform young lions, and matter of fact, we got a young lion on stage now. He's going to tell you who else going to bring this broadcast. You know, we're doing what we're supposed to do, informing them young lions about and keeping them up on what they need to be up on. And that's a great thing. That's what the hell is supposed to be doing. And so, we I look at like it, that's what they're doing. So, we're going to bring that young lion in and, and uh, see if he's coming peacefully. And he's going to tell you about the rest of the broadcast that's carrying tape number 96. And then, um, we can look at some things, like I said, again, we got to talk about the help again. got to stay on the help a little bit more because Steve recovered for our mother that's back in the hospital, mother of Israel. He is recovering. And we got to bring it back to your attention. There's certain things we just can't do. And um, we got to strengthen ourselves. So there's certain things we got to leave alone. And certain things we got to add on to what we do. We got to add it on. So we take a look at a little bit of everything. Remember, we've been around a long time, and you know, WCC told me here uh, yesterday. You know, see, I, I, I you talking, you talking, I kind of language. We gonna keep you on a additional time because uh, we like what we in, but we already know, like they ever said, please ask one fifteen. What he made crooked, it can't be made straight anyway. So we know one thing. You can talk all the smooth stuff you want, WCC World Council Churches, but we know one thing. What Yahweh made crooked, according to 115, or be cleaves at you. It, it can't be made straight. So we clear that you might talk smooth one way, but the same token, you'll deliver those up if you get opportunities. You know that, too. It's written over in 713 of the cleaves at you. So... Flattering words, I tell you, no, never mind. I watch everybody from the pages of the book. And now if they check out the young line, Brother Makai Israel, by saying, Brother Makai Israel, one of them up-and-coming teachers out of Camp 1 that the elders got their hands on top of their head, blessing them to keep going forward. Yaqwa Israel, see you right here. Yaqwa bless you there. There is real. Oh, see you right Hallelujah, 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 that young lion. When young lion, you heard the elder, elder, he laid it out real plain about this Thanksgiving day that happened to Gad, but it's prophesied already in the book of Genesis. We're going to touch on the Exodus that a troop was going to take him down, and that happened, but, you know, we're going to touch on none of that. That's where the young lion will touch on it on Tuesday nights or when they're doing the Sabbath class, you know, still going to grab back and stick what. He give me to do. So, young line, uh, do you you want to tell the national audience about who all extra plan the broadcast and uh, and whatever you want to say, or is you 
still on your way to get behind the big tail and get the king feet a little bit later. I don't know. You'll find out. What's going on there, Brother Makai Israel C. Roy? Hallelujah. Why that says Israel C. Roy? Well, I say in the book of Psalms, chapter 104, verse 21, read, The young lions grow after their prey and seek their meat from Yahweh. Hallelujah. 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 What you got for us, young lion? Well, I'm going to add on to a little bit of something with the elder had touched on, and we're going to say, Yahweh, bless you, sir, bro. And we're going to uh, let the national audience know who all carrying this broadcast to add on to what the elder had brought to the table. You know what? Since we I've used the word so many times, add on. It was something that was said in uh the book of Sirach, chapter uh, twenty one, verse fifteen. And it was, the book of Sirach, chapter twenty one, verse fifteen says, If a skillful man had wise words, he would commend it and add unto it. But as soon as one of no understanding hears, it it displeases him. And he cast it behind his back. So I'm going to add on to what the elder, where he left off at and bring it in a broadcast. And I'm going to say, uh, just for the national state, so they can know who all can this broadcast, we do have a um, live or a previous recorded uh, uh, broadcast on a Facebook broadcast at Steer Israel. You can look that up once again under Steer Israel for all those who love to tune in to Facebook and like to be on their smart TV or on their cell phones, anyone on their desktop or laptop, we do ask you all to tune in to the broadcast that we have set up under the series we're on our Facebook page. We do also have our YouTube page up and running. It is B-O-T-T-Y, Tribe, Y-H-D-H. Once again, we do have our YouTube page up and running. It's under B-O-T-T-Y, Tribe, Y-H-D-H. We also have um, a TikTok page up and running. And we're going to be adding some things to that as well as the time go along. We did have dropped a little snippet down there, and it got the, um, look, some of the little dust wells off of the page, and we're still going to be tweaking it a little bit to make sure we get all the bugs and everything out of it so we can know how to fully function with that TikTok page. But for all those who want to go check out and see what we have put down, it is V-O-T-T-Y. Tribe YHDH. Once again, our TikTok page is V O T T Y Tribe YHDH. For all those who love to tune in to the TikTok page, we do ask you all to tune in to it. We also ask you all to leave questions and comments to any one of our broadcasts that Yahweh has blessed us to set up under his name and under his watch and under the leadership of the Seer Israel of C. Roy. We ask you all to um, go check out the Facebook, the YouTube, the TikTok page, the Pal Talk call, continue to call into the Blog Talk page. And for as the elder have brought in for questions and comments, call in to the international phone line at 224-600-5579. Once again, for questions and comments, call in to the international phone line at 224-600-5579. And um, as I said, I want to add on to what the elder have brought for PP. I brought in some 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 good uh, old historical facts about the, uh, the children of Israel, the tribe of Gad, 
going through uh the beat down from um from Esau and his five sons and um it was something that was said that you still have had spoken on. He said we'll deal with it. But I'm gonna add on to what the elder had put on the table. He said something in Genesis chapter forty nine, verse number nineteen about uh the children of God. And it was something said about them because they went through a beatdown on this day. And like I said, it's Thanksgiving Day, uh, a very bloody day. So everybody there eating that blood food, this is a very bloody day. And we want to inform the national audience about this day. Um, we want to go to Genesis, and we've been talking about eating bad food anyway. But before we still get into that, I'm going to add on something to what the elder had brought to the table. Genesis chapter 49, verse number 19, to read something about God. And he said in verse 19, Gad. Matter of fact, I'm going to read verse number one so we can know who he's speaking to. In the book of Genesis, chapter 49, verse 1, read. And Israel gathered unto his son and said, Gather yourselves together, that I may tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. So we know this is Israel's sons that's been gathered for Israel to tell them something. And God is one of Israelite sons. Actually, in Exodus chapter one, verse number chapter one, verse number one, it tells you that now these are the names of the children of Israel which came into Egypt. Every man in his household came with Israel. When you drop down, read verse number five. It named his son Dan, Nephtali, Gad. That's the name we want. So Gad is one of the children of Israel, and in and Israel has something to say to Gad in verse number 19. Genesis chapter 49, verse 19 says, Gad, a truth shall overcome him, but he shall overcome at the last. So right now, Gad haven't overcame at the last, because right now we know we're at the last days, and it's going to be a time where Gad will get the lick back. But um, a truth have overcame Gad. And that was the time that we were talking about uh, the elder half off for, about this day of Thanksgiving. And he said that a troop was going to overcome them. But why did this troop overcome them? Why did Yahweh say this troop was going to overcome them? And he had something to say about that in the book of Isaiah, chapter 65, verse number 11. So we're going to add on to what the elder had brought to the table, because he also brought some good old history about them eating some green ears. And, some, you know, and we want to make sure we see what they were trying to keep during that point of time of this day that they called the uh, Thanksgiving. But see, these Israelites are trying to keep up with something that they couldn't keep up with. And then, I mean, Isaiah chapter 65, beginning at verse number 11 to verse 12, verse number 11 made a profound statement. Verse number 11 reads, But you are they that forsake the Yahweh, that forget my righteous mountain, that prepare a table for See, the truth that overcame them, they prepared a table for that truth. The truth that they prepared a table for was the ones that killed them on this day. and gave them smallpox and everything, sent them down the tears, the trail of tears, the tears of trails, and all these different things. But this truth that overcame them was the ones that killed them. They prepared a table for them. And he says, in, in that furnished the drink offering unto that number. Verse 12, Yahweh says in verse 12, Therefore will I number you to the sword. So he gave them over to the sword. And you shall all bow down to the slaughter, because when I called, you did not you did not hear, but did evil before my eyes. 
and did choose that wherein I delighted not. See, the thing about it is, Elder brought out something when he was reading about the historical facts about it was something that they was doing that Yahweh didn't like. Yahweh said, okay, y'all want to... Um, Y'all want to try to keep this um, feast day on 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 uh and around this time right here, uh, which today we call November twenty fourth. But they were trying to keep the uh, feast day. Elder bought out something. They were trying to keep something about their green ears feast. Well, we got to go read and see what we you talking about. This green ears. We go to Leviticus chapter twenty three verse fourteen, and let's see what God was trying to do. See, when we put the Bible in this proper perspective, then we can figure out, put, put the pieces of the puzzle together. Why Yahweh said when Israel let them know that the troop was over, go come over, or going to overtake them. And why did Yahweh reiterate uh, inside Isaiah chapter 65, verse 11 to 12 about that day of Thanksgiving that they fed this troop at the table and gave them drink offerings? That's all it's supposed to be for Yahweh. He's going to punish them because they ain't him. Because they were trying to do uh, Leviticus chapter 23, verse number 14. In the book of Leviticus chapter 23, it was something that was said in verse number 14, but I'm going to read verse number 1 and 2 and 3. In the book of Leviticus chapter 23, verse 1, read. And the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, verse 2, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, Concerning the feast of the Yahweh, you shall proclaim to be righteous, Gathering. Even these are my feet. Verse 3. Six days the work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest. A righteous gathering. You shall do no work therein. It's the Sabbath of the Yahweh and all your dwellings. Now we go drop down verse 4. These are the feasts of the Yahweh, even righteous gathering, which you shall proclaim in their season. See, the children of God which uh, 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 during that time, it was considered a lawgiver. When we go read Deuteronomy chapter 33 and pick it up at 32, pick it up at verse 20 down to verse 21, we'll know their position. But we ain't going to read that because we'll get the show started with the still. But I'm going to read a few more verses on here. And I'm going to pull back. He said something in Leviticus chapter um, 14, chapter 23, verse 14. He said, because this is the season that they was trying to keep, but they was out of turn. Verse 14. And you shall eat neither bread. Matter of fact, I'm going to pick it up at uh, verse number 10 first so we can know he's speaking to. Verse 10, speak unto the children and say unto them, When you shall come into the land which I give you, and you shall reap the harvest thereof, then you shall bring a sheep of the first fruits of your harvest into the, into the priest. Verse 11, and you shall wave the priest before the Yahweh to be accepted for you. On the morrow after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. Verse 12. And you shall offer that day when you wave the shriek a he lamb without blemish of the first year for a burnt offering of the Yahweh. Verse 13. And the meat offering thereof shall be two tenths of deals of fine flour, mingled with oil, an offering laid by fire into the Yahweh for sweet shape. And the drink offering thereof shall be of wine, the fourth part of a he. Verse 14, and you shall eat neither bread nor parched corn nor green ears until the sweet day that you shall bought an offering unto your Yahweh. It shall be a statue forever throughout your generations and all your dwellings. Verse 15, and you shall count unto you from the morrow after the Sabbath, 
from the day that he bought that you that he bought the Shreve the wave offering seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Fifteen. Even until the power after the seventh Sabbath shall you number fifty days. You shall offer a new burnt offering unto the Yahweh. Verse seventeen. You shall bring out of your habitations two wave loads of two tenths deal. They shall be a fine flour. They shall be baked with leaven. They are the first fruits unto the Yahweh. Verse twenty. And the priest shall wave them with the bread of the first fruit for a wave offering before the Yahweh with the two lambs. They shall be righteous unto the Yahweh forever. So we know that these green ears that they was trying to keep, they feast was the first fruit of the Yahweh. In Leviticus chapter 22, I mean Leviticus chapter 2, he said he made a statement about these green ears so we can make sure that when we was hearing about that, them, them corn, they say, how you know these green ears? Well, let's get a precept in our Bible, go to Leviticus chapter 2. And if something ever said in verse 14, verse 14 reads, And if you offer a meat offering, your first fruit unto the Yahweh, you shall offer for the meat offering of the first fruit green ears of corn dried by the fire, even corn beaten out of full ears. So the green he was letting them know was this corn that was getting prepared that they was trying to prepare. So the children of Gad, which position was amongst the ten, was the lawgiver amongst the ten northern tribes, according to Deuteronomy thirty-two verse twenty down to verse twenty-one. So he told them that hey, you did not want to keep my well thirty-three. I'm sorry, I make that thirty-three. He said you didn't want to keep my. Uh, my, my my laws So therefore I'm going to do a uh, I got something for you Mr. Mister Children of God He said I'm going to take care of you Because you want to be a And like I said Let's make that, uh, for, that for that law giver That's 33 verse 21 20 and 21 But he said something in the book of Deuteronomy Chapter 32 verse 20 and 21 He made a statement He said And he said I will hide my face from them I will see what their end shall be, for they are a very poor generation, children in whom is no faith. 21. They have moved me to jealousy with that which is not Yahweh. They have provoked me to anger with their vanity, and I will move them to jealousy with those which are not a people. I will provoke them to anger with a foolish nation. So the reason why the children of God, they didn't, uh, 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 got slaughtered on this Thanksgiving day because they didn't do the laws of Yahweh. They didn't do the laws of Yahweh. He put the sword on it, which is Esau and his five sons. Uh, 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 he, dropped, he dropped that sword up on them. We know, and we know for a fact Esau and his five sons, we know they was that sword, man. When you go back and read in Genesis 27, you pick it up at verse uh, 37 down to verse 41, we know he, he the one that had that sword. So, uh, I'm going to stop right there and hand it over to the Seer Israel of Seed Roy. I just want to add some on to what the elder have brought to the table and say, Hallelujah, Aswa. Hallelujah, Aswa, young line. Well, I was getting very happy because, bottom line, that's what, that's what I'm still looking for. I'm looking to see those going to step up. The elder 
took the lead role and got out there and let you know exactly the day it is, a Thanksgiving day, and you just came back and, and tightened it up. And see, that's what it's all about. And see, that's a sign of what, what those seals are looking for, because we know these days must come to pass, no doubt about it. So, matter of fact, um, my fact, I'm, I'm get a couple of precepts on that, and what see, and what Gad got themselves caught up on. See, they um, you, you forget, you forgot. See, and when you put, and we and when you do not make a Bible decision, you gonna end up every time on the shop memo. If you if you don't make a Bible decision. Every move you make is going to be like a crapshoot. It might work temporarily, but remember, that's what, that was crapshoot. See? And that's the key you want to make sure. And see, we know his word is sure. So when you when you do things you do today, it can work in your favor, but it's going to be temporarily. It's a crapshoot. Why don't you just do the Bible and you know you got it? Down cut, just do the Bible, but you got to find out what the Bible's saying with everything. So what we do, um, hey, Mother, I ain't forgot about this. Um, We're going to take a look at some things, but I want to piggyback off on what the young line just said because that's actually, you know, I'm, I believe I'm a better note taker than anything. I like taking notes. I like to hear good stuff. Uh, and I hear a lot of good stuff, and I like taking notes on it. And I'm going to touch on it a little bit of that, but I'm going to bring Sister Miriam in. And make sure she uh, we acknowledge that she's on she on stage. So this is what we can bring Sister Miriam in by saying, Sister Miriam, Yahweh bless you, see right here. Yahweh bless you, see Israel. Oh, see, all right, excellent. All right, excellent. All right, excellent. Now, Sister uh, Miriam. So now. The young lion made a lot of profound points that he made, and I want to just piggyback on a couple of them. Um, Sister, Sister Miriam, in the book of Judges, chapter 2, what what is the foundation of this? Because God, um, they had the scriptures, no doubt about it. Sometimes as the process go on, you uh, get comfortable and you forget. So in Judges chapter 2, Sister Miriam, 1, 2, and 3, and let's see what it says in Judges chapter 2, verse 1, 2, and 3. What does it say there, Sister Miriam? Hallelujah. Judges chapter 2, verse 1, 2. And three, uh-huh. and the angel of the Yahweh came up from Gilgal to his boat and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt and have brought you into the land which I swear unto your fathers. Now, I'll read and that again. I, hey, stop. Hold on. Hold on. I'll read that again for the national audience. Uh, one of them words was not correct. So start again. Look at it real carefully. And two verse one, what you read, because it did no angle come up on nobody at this time. Take a time, look at that word real carefully, there, Sister Mary. Got over nine hundred thousand listeners, so 
Take a deep breath and just deliver. That's the knockout blow. Come on. Judges 2, 1, 2, and 3, what it says. And an angel there of you the Yahweh came up from Gilgal to Boston mm-hmm. and said, I made you to go up out of Egypt and have brought you into the land which I swear unto your fathers. And I mm-hmm. said, I will never break my covenant with you. Verse 2, and you shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land. You shall throw down their altars, but you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Verse 3, wherefore I said, wherefore I also said, I will not drive them out from before you, but they shall be as thorns in your side. And there false Yahwahs shall be a snare unto you. Mm-hmm. So you see, it was already written by the seers to make no league with the inhabitants of the land. So when whatever means of them coming to the land of Shem, second land, they have to write the scripture saying, regardless of what whatever propaganda they got on the table, it was to make no leagues with them. But it was prophesied like the young line put on the table, they're gonna uh, skip a table. They're gonna tell the destruction by being obeying the scripture. Because it made it play, even told Abraham to write it down about what to do on certain things when come down and sit at the table. We don't get off of that neither. So anytime you violate the scripture, look for Yahweh to cause chaos sooner or later. It's up to you. So keep that in mind. When you violate the scriptures, that's written. You pay no never mind. It's going to catch you sooner or later. Just like Gad had the scriptures. Passed down through generation to generation. It was only land about 2,000 years before the coming of Esau and his five sons. They knew the scripture. Make no league with the inhabitants from any land. When they come, if you got to help them, give them their feet, then send them right on back where they came from. They didn't do that. They prepared a dinner table. And mm-hmm. all they were looking at was what they had in the corner. Matter of fact, let's give me one, one more verse there. Sister Mary and Young Lion have me, Sarat 12, 10 through 18. Look what he said. Now, David talks about it in 1,000 B.C. The angel came down and talked to David in the book of Psalms in 1,000 B.C. He flew out of heaven, came down and looked David eyeball to eyeball and talked to him about something. What do you say, Sister Miriam, in 55, verse 29 and verse 23? Just pointing back to what happened to Gad on this day back in the 1600s. 55, 29, verse 23. What was prophesied three, four thousand years before it happened? Come on. And what book? Psalms. Uh-huh. The book of Psalms. 
That's why you got the problems in your body. That's the enemy. Have fed you this stuff that you inside of, guts inside of a hog. Told you to eat that. But then Kay goes chasing down with a watermelon. And watermelon what kept you alive behind eating guts. Uh, pig feet, pig tails, pig ears. Why you know? Wonder why you all them bubbles in your stomach. Shoes. Okay. Come on, that young line. Stop, stop, and drop again. Now, come on. All right, we're going back to the book of Sirach. Chapter 12, picking up at verse number 10. The book of Sirach, chapter 12, verse 10 reads, Never trust your enemy. For like as iron rust, so is his wickedness. Verse number 11. Though he humble himself and go crouching, yet take good heed and beware of him. And you shall be unto him as if you had quite a looking glass. And you shall know that his rust have not been altogether wiped away. Verse number 12. Set him not by you. Leap when he hath overthrown you. He stand up in your place. Neither let him sit at your right hand. Did he seek to take your seat? And you at the last remember my word. And be praised therewith. Verse 13. Who will pity a charmer that is bitten with a serpent, or any such as come now, wild thee? Verse 14. So one that goeth to a sinner, and is defiled with him in his sin, who will pity? Verse 15. For a while he will abide with you, and for a while he will abide with you. But if you begin to fall, he will not tear you. 16. An enemy speaketh sweetly with his lips. But his mind, as in how to throw into a pit, throw you into a pit. He will wipe with his eyes, but if he finds opportunity, he will not be satisfied with blood. Verse 17. If adversity come upon you, you shall find him there first. And though he pretends to help you, shall he undermine you. Verse 18. He will shake his head and clap his hands and whisper much and change his countenance. Mm-hmm. So, see, like the young line was saying plainly, that Dad had the information. Just like we come on this broadcast to shake you back up on the information. If if you don't have the information right, you're not going you're not going to. You're not going to get where you're going to need to get to, and that's in Isaiah 34. We're not going to read. You know, you know well, for the Latter-day Saints, what is they saying in, in 34? Well, uh, let's, read, let's read a little bit of that uh, young line. In 34, chapter, we're just going to read one verse in Isaiah 34. See, you want to understand something. You can mean well, just like the king. The king mean well. He might have a lot of ministers that meant well. But you got to make sure you well and understand well in the scripture. See, now, by Gad that was leading, he caused a lot of people to lose their lives behind him 
expecting that, you know, we gonna help them or whatever way we help them until send them back their way. You know, you see, look what he says here. And Isaiah the seer, the 700 BC. The 700 BC. Now, listen what he says in verse number 1, 2, and 8. We just get read to it. 1, 2, and 8. 35, 1, 2, and 8. Young lion, what is saying? 1, 2, and 8. All right, we're going to the book of Isaiah, chapter 35, verse 1, 2, and verse number 8. The book of Isaiah, chapter 35, verse 1, verse 2, and verse number 8, verse 1 reads, The wilderness and the solitary place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as a rose. Verse 2, It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy and shame, and the glory of Lebanon should be given unto it. The excellency of Camp Carmel and Sharon, they shall see the glory of the Yahweh and the excellency of our Yahweh. Verse 8. And a highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of righteousness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those. The wayfaring men shall not err therein. So you can't you can't be you can't be um and, and what he mean by the fool is fool of the scriptures. So you can't be fooled about the scriptures. See? So if you don't know exactly that in the wilderness, then you hear a teaching saying about some three year rapture and uh three years and all that kind of stuff. See you get caught with all that foolishness. See the ball game is right here. But you get off in what, three and a half year tribulation? Uh, we gonna be up, up, up and away? No, 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 none of that. See, none of that. Ain't no fools getting here. You have to know this thing is right here in the wilderness where you see bacon laying all the way. Number scorpions running around somewhere in round by some a lot of mountains. That's another lesson. In between there is a lot of mountains where the temple was at. Remember that the temple. Was a, a, was surrounded by a lot of mountains, big mountains, because they was they was was called brick cutters. They didn't want to build the temples. They they cut bricks without even putting mortar in it. That's how the saints. That's why I blessed them with the temple was. It it, it was surrounded. It, it was big old mountain, and they carved the mountain up and put the temple there. <laughs> 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 well, I tell you. See, that's how we come home. We come humble. And we're letting you know we got a lot of work to do. Now, remember, it was prophesied that Gad was to prepare a table for the troops. But it was already written, young line, in the book of Jubilees on page uh, 84. You know, let's make a little shout meal on it. And then uh, we gonna then we gonna go and get with mother on the Adam Eve showing some things that we got we just got to understand. Do we could continue to be off into Doc Cook's hands, back and forth, revolving doors in these hospitals, uh, bodies gonna be out of order, 
because we're not going to be doing what the Bible tells us to do. We got to stay out of these hospitals. We got to stay in this Bible. We got to see, do the Bible support what we're doing? If it don't, fix it. Because Yahweh is going to do what he's saying. So now we're going to, on page 84 of the book of Jubilees there, young man. Exactly. And we're just going to read it down until we get our point. Remember, God prepared a table for those that made him became the turkey. Made his blood become the uh, cranberry sauce. Made the dressing stuff and become them stuff off in the holes. Made their head became soccer ball kitchen. You see? All this happened by thinking you can narrowly look up on these scriptures. These scriptures is right. And if we apply the scriptures, we're going to be all right with Yahweh when we intervene. Now we keep half-cutting these scriptures, we're going to come up on the short end of things. Not good. Now we go on the book of Jubilees, chapter page 84. Chapter 22, let's pick up verse 4. We'll read now to around about verse 19. I mean, it just, I'm just piggybacking off on what the young mind's saying because, see, the northern king, now, look at the northern king doing that. They're doing, they, they doing the things, killing better than the one that cut them on the head. <laughs> they, they, they was pulling more turkeys out than they were snapping turkeys out of Esau's hand in the stores, I heard. Yeah. <laughs> you see what it do? They all know the play. That's why I said we got a lot of teaching to do. And we got to understand something, but our body is in bad shape because of we pay the Bible no never mind, and Mother Eve, we going to walk down through memory lane and show you what Yaquah set up. And if the and then eleven verse three, if the foundation be destroyed, what can you do? You like it, what can you do? If you ain't got your foundation. You can always be where where we at today. In hospitals, doc cooks medicine, and we trembling all over the place, got all these diseases in our bodies because we don't wanna stay in ministries that will teach you what you need to know. That's why when it do when you do wake up, you're gonna be wanna uh rip your garment off too. But look at that preacher you've been paying them tithes, we would offer the donation to. So man, you ain't taught me nothing. You got me going to the bottom of the lake of find a hand basket. You ain't taught me nothing but believe on Jesus and we will be saved. See? I ain't gonna cut it. You take it all that a little bit later. Right now, um in the book of Jubilees there, young lion. Uh, chapter 2 and 2, hold on to verse 19. Let's get some good reading there. Let me run back and pick a little herbal tea on it. You on the clock, come out. All right, says Red Sea Roy. We're going to the book of Jubilee. And we're going to pick it up at chapter 22. And we want to start at verse number 4 down to verse number 19. The book of Jubilee, chapter 22, verse 4 reads. And he offered a thank offering and made a feast of joy before Ishmael, his brother. And Rebekah made a new cake from the new grain 
and gave them to Jacob, her son, to take them to Abraham, his father, from the first fruit of the land, that he might eat and bless the creator of all things before he died. Verse 5. And I sent by the hand of Jacob to Abraham a best thanks offering, that he might eat and drink. Verse 6. And he ate and drank and blessed the Most High Yahweh, who have created heaven and earth, who have made all the fat things of the earth and given them to the children of men, that they might eat and drink and bless their creator. Verse 7. And now I give thanks unto you, my Yahweh, because you have caused me to see this day. Behold, I am 103 score and 15 years an old man and full of days, and all my days have been unto me in peace. Verse 8. The Yahweh of the adversary has not overcome me. The Yahweh of the, ad, yeah, of the adversary has not overcome me in all that you have given me and my children all the days of my life until this day. Verse 9. My Yahweh, may your mercy and your peace be upon your servant and upon the seed of his seed, that they may be to you a chosen nation and an inheritance from among all the nations of the earth from henceforth unto all the days of the generations of the earth unto all the ages. Verse 10. And he called Jacob and said, My son Jacob, and the Yahweh of all bless you and strengthen you to do righteousness in his will before him. And may he choose you in your seed that you may become a people for his inheritance according to his will always. And do you, my son, Jacob, draw near and kiss me. Eleven. And he drew near and kissed him, and he said, Blessed be my son, Jacob, and all the sons of Yahweh most high unto all the eight. May Yahweh give unto you a seed of righteousness, and some of your sons may be sanctified in the midst of the whole earth. May nations serve you, and all the nations bow themselves before your seed. Verse 12. Be strong in the presence of men. And exercise authority over all the seed of Seth. They, then you all, then you, then your ways and the ways of your sons will be justified. So that they shall become a righteous nation. Verse 13. May the Most High Yahweh give you all the blessings wherewith he hath blessed me and wherewith he blessed Noah and Adam. May they rest on the sacred head of your seed from generation to generation forever. Verse 14. And may he cleanse you from all unrighteousness and impurity, that you may be forgiven, that you may be forgiven all your transgressions and your sins of ignorance. And may he strengthen you and bless you, and may you inherit the whole earth. Verse 15. And may he renew his covenant with you, that you may be to him a nation for his inheritance for all the ages. 
and that he may be to you and to your seed a Yahweh in truth and righteousness throughout all the days of the earth. Verse 15. And do you, my son Jacob, remember my word and observe the commandments of Abraham, your father. Separate yourself from the nations and eat not with them and do not according to their work and become not their associates. For their works are unclean, and all their ways are pollution and an abomination and unclean. Verse 17. They offer their sacrifices to the dead, and they worship evil spirits, and they eat over the grave, and all their works are vanity and nothing. Verse 18. They have no mind to understand, and their eyes do not see what their works are and how they err saying to a piece of wood, you are my Yahuwah, and to a stone, you are my Yahuwah, and you are my deliverer. And they have no mind. Verse 19. And as for you, my son Jacob, may the most high Yahuwah help you, and the Yahuwah of heaven bless and bless you and remove you from the, their uncleanness and from all their error. Hallelujah. Now, now, now it's it, no need me to even comment on that. I mean, young lion read that excellent. So you see, regardless of where you look at the thing, if you just, just remember, Abraham, he told Abraham plainly in 12, 1, 2, and 3. He told Abraham something. That's why he was passing on. With a with authority and a surety to Jacob. His name wasn't changed to Israel at that time. He made it plain right there in twelve, one, two, and three, young line. Get the priest up on that. See? Right. That's why we, we we put up with everything because we know we gotta get the message. And 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 Yahweh got a way even make the enemies bag up a little bit, you know, the WCC, World Council Churches, a lot of days things out of Utah. They committed board and they tended those out there in New York. They committed board. We already know they're here to deliver those here up and fix them on the camp. Be clear about it. But Yahweh have a way to make even the enemies receive the message, but it's to get to you. And that's why we keep telling you, see, right, you got to come back to this book before time run out. Because what they got coming, they got to come in. And you end up crapping out getting it coming too, like what you're doing today. They was in line fighting over Turkish, the northern kingdom. And and <laughs> old and old Negro or Jew to Jew. Trying to pull Turkish out of every direction. They couldn't find enough Turkish for them. See? And we was made the Turkish. Even today. Is it? <laughs> so that's why we come humble. I know they're sitting around right now. It's a remorse to you. 12 times of Israel, because your brothers went down. Look, look what young lion getting ready to read. Whatever I said, I know he got it, so come on. The book of Genesis, chapter 12, verse 1, 2, and 3. The book of Genesis, chapter 12, verse 1, read. Now the Yahweh has said unto Abram, Get you out of your country, and from your kindred, and from your father's house, into a land that I will show you. Verse 2. And I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Verse 3, 
and I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curse you. And in you shall all the families of the Yahweh, I mean, all the families of the earth be blessed. In you, from your seed. He's not talking, see, they twist the scriptures. You see, not we all bless the raven. No, no, no. No, through, through his loins. He's talking about through his bloodline. Remember, you just heard him tell, tell Jacob. That was what he was talking about. It was a prophecy of Isaac and Jacob. Huh? Because he had Isaac, and Isaac had Esau and Jacob. It was a bloodline promise. Bloodline promise. It's not the whole world. But see, they teach that because you know why? You can't, you can't show them, hey, you know, and you teach them wrong. You teach my loved ones wrong. You got to with everybody. And this is a bloodline promise to the 12 tribes of Israel that came out of Jacob, who named the change to Israel. And they became the Israelites that scattered all over the face of the earth, see? So you Hallelujah. see, well, we got to watch how they manipulate words, and you got to catch it to help yourself and your little one. That's why you got to make sure you clear you're in the right ministry that's showing you the Bible, then the breakdowns of the Bible. Now, that's enough on that. Now we finally to get back to, to Mother E, and we're going to show you some things that we you know we need to understand. We got to stay out from under the strong hands of Doc Cook. Because Doc Cook, he can prepare you some medicine. It might numb whatever your problem is, but it's going to cause another problem or something else. Do you know kidney failure is the cause of medication also too? Dehydration and pain medication. That's called kidney failure too. Did you know that? Pain medication causes kidney failure. Not having no water, like I said again, causes kidney failure. Dehydrate. No, see what I put in They hook up you with IVs, don't they? But before you get there, first thing they do is put IVs because they know one thing you've been drinking pop, Kool Aid, and coffee. You see? You didn't have no water in you. So they put the IV right, right in your legs and in your back all over the place. And it's it putting fluids in you because they know you don't have it. That's why your kidneys are not functioning right. That's why you got high blood pressure. You're not drinking enough water. And then when you drink the water, you got to get out your chair and do some exercise. Sit in the chair, get out the bed, get in the chair, start doing five minutes of exercise. Throw your arms out, raise them up, kick your leg out, do something. Start with five minutes, do a double five minutes, then build your hour. You got to get your blood to circulate. Don't you know a good glass of water, you know, they go and get the spring water and all that, but boy, when they get that water right off the top, that water that flow back and forth, that's how you get your blood to do. Your blood got to flow back and forth. And you got to keep on lubricating your blood because the older you get, the thicker your blood gets, the more you lay down, just feel just Stiff as a board when you wake up, because your blood is laying out like a board. You ain't got no water in you. You got the least drink and least drink. A half a gallon to a gallon of water a day. You got to at least do that. You got to keep your kidneys watered. Okay? 
But see, cause we, we, we want to see the six and nine accounts lead by example. But we got to come out, out from under the strong arms of Doc Cook because you got to read what we're be doing. Remember, if you believe this word, hey, Mother Eve, read what it says. Hey, Mother Eve, let's, let's, let's start a little bit, Mother Eve. What it says in Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. Let's, let's get that verse on the table. Mother Eve, Deuteronomy 8, verse 3 and 5. What does it say? Mm-hmm. Eight, verse chapter eight, and verse three, mm-hmm. chapter eight, and verse five. Deuteronomy chapter eight, and he humbled thee, and suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manners, which thou knowest not, neither did thy father know that he might make thee know that man do not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Yahweh the man live. Verse 5. Thus shall also consider in thy mind that a man Chasing his son, so the Yahweh, your Yahweh, chasing thee. Mm-hmm. Well, hold on, but maybe, maybe I kind of jump the gun a little bit. That that's Deuteronomy, that's eight verse five. Mm-hmm. Is that what you just got to read? Eight five. Hallelujah. Yes. All right. Let me um let me peek down at this verse and see what what I go wrong with. Make that six. Thank you, that young line. Verse six. Read that verse six. Thank you, young line. Hallelujah. Verse six. Book of Deuteronomy, chapter eight, verse six. Therefore, thus shall keep the commandments of the Yahweh, your Yahweh, to walk in his ways and to fear him. So we got to keep. We live by every word he says. And we got to keep this and fear him. That's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. Now, let's see what some of these words is. Now, now, now let's, I know you've been patting that book of Adam and Eve. Let's go hear some of these words now, Mother. We're going to Adam and Eve chapter, Adam and Eve 36, 1 and 2. Just getting warmed up. Let's go to Adam and Eve. Know what I want? 36, 1 and 2. Or make it six or six. Make it six, six, one and two. We're going to Adam and Eve, book of Adam and Eve. Now he's talking to the first man that he made that looked just like him. And he looked just like his father. Huh? He looked just like his father. And Adam looked just like his father. This, this <laughs> wife, this <laughs> son that, that he made. He talking right to his boy. Father talking to his son. Mm. This is a father talking to his son. Yahweh the son is talking to him. Now look at WCC. See here, where is the precept on that? Uh, oh, young line. Hold that point. Give me the 14th chapter, verse 8 through 10 of St. John. Now, now you got to take some notes there, WCC, World Council Churches. I mean, your pastor will be able to kick you on that. 14th chapter, verse 8 through 10. St. John is the precept to that. 
But let me let me kind of take care of this business with you. You know, this program ain't about you, although it's your your broadcast. Uh, what I say again, 14, 8 through 10 of St. John, what does it say? Hallelujah. We're going to the book of St. John. We want to read chapter 14, and we're going to pick it up at verse 8 down to verse number 10. The book of St. John, chapter 14, verse 8 down to verse number 10, verse 8 reads, Philip says unto him, Yahweh, show us the Father, and it suffices us. Verse number nine. It suffices us. He said, I'm just so nervous, I don't know what to do. He said, Yahweh, the Son, show us the Father. It suffices us. What does he say next? Verse number nine. Yahweh the son says unto him, Have I been so long time with you? And yet has you not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how say you then, show us the Father? Verse number 10. Believe it you not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you I speak not of myself. But the Father that dwelleth in me, he do the works. You see that? Praise me. He said, it's like, it's like one little, little, little put on your, put on your, on, on your garment. Say, hey, hey, who is my father? I said, and you put him on my garment? Who do you think your daddy is? You're going to my prison, ain't you? I'm your daddy. I'm your father. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, put him on my garment, ask me who is your father? You looking at your father? That's what he told old Philip. Philip, I'm the I'm the one that was sent down by the father to create Adam. He told me get down there and get him something going on. So I look just like him. Now look at the now look at the Latter Day Saint. Here, can I get a precept on that? Let's go to Colossians there, uh, uh, young line. Hallelujah. Let me get a second witness. Let's go to Colossians there. You know, I think One, I think all the big diggers there, they come on the broadcast like, you know, they come with their pencil and pen better than the six and naughty camps do. Uh, they along goes off quicker than the six and naughty camps go long goes off. They'd be already on, on stack the room up. And by the time the six and nine camps are coming to the broadcast, they'd be all this in their way. Yeah. <laughs> well, so what 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 we going again in your line? Colossians chapter one, verse fourteen and verse fifteen. Yes, sir. Verse fourteen. Yes, verse, go ahead. Verse, go ahead. Take it well, Colossians chapter one. Verse fourteen, verse fifteen, read. Fourteen. And whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Verse fifteen who is the image of the invisible Yahweh, the Father, the firstborn of every creature. Mm-hmm. He's the image of, he's the image. Oh, now, let's find out what that means by him being the image. Let's find out what kind of image is it. Let's go to the book of Hebrews, the book of the Israelites, and we'll pick it at verse 1-1. One, one. Let's find out what it means by he's the image. So otherwise, the son, when he told Philip, when you see me, you see your father, although I am in the image of my father and your father. 
but I'm in the image of him. What do you mean by that? Do you keep precepting your Bible? See, the game changer when you precept your Bible. So if you sit in the ministry and they don't precept the Bible and they tell you love and stir, that's obsolete in Yahweh's word. So we're going to precept that to see what you're talking about. What do you mean by you in the image of the Father? You go to Hebrews chapter 1, and we'll read you and get our point. Come on. In the book of Hebrews, the book of the Israelites, chapter 1, picking it up at verse number 1, and it reads, Yahweh the Father, who at sun-dry time and in divers manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the sea. Verse 2, hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son, whom he hath appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made the world. Verse number three, who being the brightness of his honor and the express image of his person. And what do you mean by express image? That means chip off the whole block. That means, you know, you, got, you know, you get on the express way, you got the, you got the express lane, and, you know, you go to stores, you got the express. Um, that means straight shot. That means when you look at the son, he's a chip off the old block of the father. So that's what he is. So when you see the sign, you're looking directly at the father, but you never seen the father. Mm-hmm. But when you see the sign, you have seen the father because he's a chip off the old block. He's the first image of his person. That means when the mm-hmm. father made him, he looked just like the father. Express image. You know what express means. Boy. You know what the word express means. I mean, straight up. So now you understand something. But the now give me another precept in three verse nine. And that's enough of that of Ephesians. So you know, he'll give you this in the very same hour, but you got to understand this is Yahweh's doing in one eighteen, two and three, and it's marvelous in our sight. In that very same hour, we ain't worried about you chopping us up if it come down to his Bible. Because his Bible is our Bible to teach those that got it in here. Especially the sixty nine account. Sixty nine account. You must precept your Bible. Stop talking a good game. Precept a good game. And that tells the story. That's all. Here's right in three verse nine in Ephesians. He's talking to the northern kingdom that was scattered. That's who it is in Ephesians. Northern they over there in Europe. Japatic land. And this this is what Paul tells him in three verse nine. This is what he told him in three verse nine. What did he say? Ephesians chapter three. And picking up at verse number nine, the book of Ephesians chapter three, verse nine, verse nine reads, and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in Yahweh, who created all things, excuse me, of the world hath been hid in Yahweh the Father, who created all things by Yahweh the Son. You see that? So y'all son, get on down there and get me something going on down there. Okay? That's why we read in 17 verse 1. Look, what did he say in 17 verse 1 of St. John? See, that, see, the Bible keeps precepting the Bible over and over. Now, who is necessary for? But those who understand, you got 
two powers, but one power is greater than the other. The Father is greater than the Son. The Father is greater than the Son. Matter of fact, the Son did say that. Um, young line. In St. John chapter 15, he, he said for himself, he, I mean, he made it plain. See, that's why they they all over the place because they, they're in the wrong ministry. So now, he said it in the 15th chapter of St. John, he made it plain. We'll make it 14, verse 28. Look what he said in 14, 28, young line. 14, 28 of St. John. Look, look what he says to the followers in 14, verse 28. The book of St. John, chapter 14. We want to read verse number 28. The book of St. John, chapter 14, verse 28 reads, You have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you love me, you would rejoice, because I said I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. You see that? My Father is greater than I. So how, see, Christianity, Islam, Judaism, they'll tell you it ain't the one. Wait a minute. The man just told you, my father is greater than me. Now, you know, you know what the man's saying. But see what the Christianity teaching, Islamic, Judaism teaching, you got him being a trinity. Three in the one, and one, he came down in the, listen, the father ain't done him but told the son, get on out and get me something going on. And the son told the man, okay, good. He said, I'm gonna get I'm gonna supervise them doing something down there. Because of because the, the angels, the spirits ooh, they got things going. See, Yahweh the son, he told them angels, get on over there and get me something going on. Oh, I'll give you a precept on that latter day saints. And so, and you know what I'm gonna give with back with Mother now, so you know I've got to take care of this. You know, let's go to Psalm 104. See, sooner or later, sooner or later, you can recognize the signs of the time. And uh, and we know all of them, that's why we got to get those that going to get in order, get in order, but you got to get in book order. Look at that in verse number 30. 104 verse 30. You see how the book opened up to those that led by the Spirit of Yahweh? We don't be thumbing around on anything. 104 verse 30, what does it say? Matter of fact, Read verse 29, just make it sound good. 29 and 30. Psalms 104, 29, 30, young lion delivered. All right. We're going over to the book of Psalms, chapter 104. We want to read verse 29 and verse number 30. Verse 29 reads, You hide your face, they are troubled. You take away your breath, they die, and return to their dust. Verse number 30. You send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the faith of the earth. You see that? So you see it? We'll see what happens. He says, um, Thy heart is our face, our trouble. Thou take away their breath. See, see you take away, you, you, when you take away our breath, that's it. We know it. So that's the thing. Somebody says, Breath of life. Then, then when the father told the son, get, get on down and get him something going on, he told them angels, get on down and get me something going on. He's a, he's a supervisor. He just came down in a cloud, 
dragging him, dragging whatever he had to drink. He was drinking anything and ran back with his big black feet, watching him put that thing together. He got the job done. See, that's why, you know, that's why it's so important to understand some things in this book. Why you always want to knock the old seal off and understand something? Everything works according to itself. Matter of fact, I got to pull a rabbit out of here. Come on, help me out, y'all. And First Corinthians twelve. And First Corinthians twelve. See, we got to understand these things. That you, you, you know, you focus on bumping old seal side the head and all that. But do you know that it's it's written in First Corinthians twelve? something, and we're going to see what's written in First Corinthians 12, that young line, First Corinthians 12, and we're going to pick it up at verse 8 down to 8, all down to verse 25. Yeah, I mean, I got to take care of this. Understand, see, listen, the Bible tells you the whole story. You know, why keep on trying to, to deliver the syrup and understand it's a protocol in the Bible? Listen to what it got to say in 12, verse 7, down to verse 25, let's say, young man. And read a little bit, read a little bit faster and we're going to get good with mother and get out the way. Come on. Pick up at verse 12. Pick up at uh, for time's sake. 12, 12 to 25. Listen good. All right. We're going to the book of First Corinthians, chapter 12, starting at verse 12, down to verse 25, verse 12 reads. For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Yahweh the Son. 13. For by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Yadda Judah or Gentiles, the ten northern tribes. Whether we, the ten northern tribes of Israel, whether we be bondmen or freemen, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. Verse 14. For the body is not one member, but many. 15. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Verse 16. And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body. Of the body? Verse 17. If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole, if the, if the whole were hearing, where were the smell? The smelling. Verse eighteen. But now hath Yahweh set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it hath pleased Him. Verse nineteen. And if they were all one member, where were the body? Twenty. But now are they many members? Yet but one body. 21. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. 22. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. 23. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we restore more abundant honor, and our uncommonly parts have more abundant commonness. 24, for our comely parts have no need, but Yahweh has tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to the part which lacks. 25, that there should be no schism in the body, but, the, but that the members should have the same care one 
So, you know, you know, every part of the ministry of the six and all, everybody's important. But you, you got the spirit, you got the elders, you got the elder mothers, you got the um, the sisters, the brothers, you know, and you got members and stuff like that. But it all parts work together for the good because you're not the, you know, in the top ranking, but you're just important because Read verse 22 again. Look what it says, verse 22. Listen, this is real good. Verse 22. First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 22 reads, Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. You see that? It's just as necessary as the ones up in the leadership. All of them work together. So all that plotting trying to deliver those seer up and, you know, and then peep at the elders and the teachers, you know, you just, listen, you're important, you know, but yuck water, he set the things the way he wanted. Just so happened, seer Israel is a seer of this kind, that's all. And him chosen and ordained elder mothers and elders and all the, the, the six camps to do yuck will on one accord, that's all. You know, I'm, you know, I'm like David said. David made a profound statement. We read later what David said, but we're going to do it right now. We're going back to mother. We're going back to mother and get back into what we need to know. So we can go on and on. See, that's why I say, you know, I, I see why the whole world be trying to lock into boss of the like fishing on the camp. Because you never know what's going to come out. I don't know. That's why we throw Luke 12, 12 on the table, Matthew 10, 19. And that very same hour, y'all are going to dictate the lessons because somebody's going to say something, and we're just going to go in the Bible and just take care of the business like we get ready to do with Mother. Now, Mother, in the 66th chapter, Mother, let's come back and read again 1 and 2. We're going back to Adam and Eve, 66, verse 1 and 2. Then skip down to 7, down to verse 10. Hey, Mother Eve. What it says in Adam and Eve, 66, verse 1 and 2, verse 7, 9, and verse 10. you back on the clock now. Come on. What mother is it? WCC, you got, this, you got a microphone on? The book of Adam and Eve, chapter 66, verse 1 and 2, verse 7 to 10. Mm-hmm. The book of Adam and Eve, chapter 66, verse 1. When it was morning, the day after they had eaten food, and, and after they had eaten food, Adam and Eve prayed in the cave. And Adam said unto Eve, No, we asked for food. Of Yahweh, and he gave it. But now let us also ask him to give us a drink of water. Verse 2. Then they rose and went to the bank of the stream of water that was on the south border of the garden. Good. Hey, good, mother. Hey, mother, do it right there. So, what kind of water are you supposed to be drinking? Spring water. Not you got you got you got water that comes 
you know, you watch him in his store, they get all kind of uh, re-battlation water. I'm saying, I know I'm saying the word wrong, so I'll butcher the word up. They got water that's, um, help me out there, Elder. It's, it's another word they got, re water or something, something kind of water they got, re-purified water. They call it something. But listen, see you right here. Water you drink is spring water. I mean, you know, you know, if we go in the store, if you're going to buy it, make sure you buy spring water. Because Yaquah told them to go get some spring water, so now you know what water to drink. So you drink spring water. You got it? Good. All right. Good enough, mother. Now, what else you do? What else do you do, mother? And um, 7 down to verse 10. What else you do? 7 to 10. It's the book of Adam and Eve, chapter 6 to 6, verse 7 to 10. Mm-hmm. Verse 7. Then the word of Yahweh came and said unto them, O Adam, go down to the westward of the cave as far as the, as far as a land of dark saw. And there, Lord shall find food. Verse 8. And Adam hearkened unto the words of Yahweh. The words of Yahweh to Eve. And went down to a land of dark fall. And found there. Feet growing in the earth. And right and figs to eat, and Adam rejoiced over it. Verse 9. Hold that point, mother. Hold that point. Hold that point, mother. So now, that's why I came down to get nine. So he got um, the ear of right and figs to eat. So this ear, is, is eagle, you can get a word what this ear mean in a minute. What this word ear mean in a minute. But his ear, he's talking about this ear. He got, so he sent down to black soil now and told him to get this ear all right and big. So look at it. So you see, listen to me. The meal that the Almighty gave to Adam was, the number one meal was figs. So remember, when you detoxing your body, figs was the number one meal that was given to Adam. Figs and something else coming next. Watch this now. Continue, mother. Verse number nine. Okay. And Adam rejoiced over it. Verse nine. Then the word of the Yahweh came again to Adam and said unto him, Take up this sweet. And make thee bread of it to nourish thy body with the bowel. And Yahweh gave Adam heart, mind, wisdom to work out the corn until it became bread. Ain't that something? So, mother, so now we got, so he says, uh, to nourish your body. Mother, we got what nourishes your body is figs, 
and corn. Um, young lion, what kind of corn in Deuteronomy 23, 25? What kind of corn? What kind of corn are you talking about? Because you might mess around and go out there and buy a whole bunch of canned corn. Let's see what, he, what kind of corn he's talking about there that, that, that's in that black soil that he wants you to get, to get a hand on it. Go to 23, 25 of Deuteronomy there, young man. What kind of corn are you talking about? Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 23, verse 25. Verse 25 reads, When you cometh into the standing corn mm-hmm. of your name. Standing corn. So just don't get, listen, just don't get, you know you lie to these, all these places and you get the corn in the camp. But remember, Mr. Esau have put preservers in there. He done put all the type of stuff in them cans. You know, you see, you see that we see what's in that can. He got all the type of stuff. He done cooked up and put it in that can. <laughs> see, you can boil out what he done put on top of the, the corn. You can boil that out. That's why I tell you boil it. See, you can boil that out before you grill it. I know they grill corn too. But remember one thing. Whatever pestilence site they put on that's why the young lion prophesies about the greenhouse. You know, once we understand we got the Bible, greenhouse is coming, young lion prophesies on it. He prophesied a greenhouse. They know that that's for the stock. Everything in the world time that we can't get, we're going to grow ourselves. But the kind of corn you got to have is standing corn. Yahweh's hand is in the standing corn. And matter of fact, um, hey, El, Mr. Tills. Where did that corn come from in 7, 8, 24, 25, Elder Mr. Tibbs? Where did that corn come from? In Psalm 7, 8, Elder Mr. Tibbs, 24, 25, can you tell me where that corn came from? Elder Mr. Tibbs, Psalm 7, 8, 24, 25, where did that corn come from? So we know Esau hand is in the pesticides and all that. That's why Yahweh I tell you, the first thing you do is boil the garbage out your meat. And that meat is that corn. You got to boil that garbage off that he put on the corn until you're able to. Uh, and we're in the making the same thing. Get us some truck, get us a truck, and meet those at the borderline and load our truck up and come meet, meet them halfway in the tropical countries at the borderlines with our trucks. That's why we tell you. See, Roy, you got to tighten up on your backstroke. You need a truck to meet the truck at the borderline and get everything we need to make sure we're on point. Because a pesticide is on everything they do today. They say they do it to preserve it. That's why you got to boil that garbage out of there before you get with it. So Yaquah gave Adam figs and and to nourish his body. So that figs and corn nourish your body. You understand what I'm saying? Not Doc Cook's medicine. Figs and corn nourish your body. What it says, hey, what it says, 7, 8, 24, and 25 of the book called Psalm. What that? What I hear there? What are you doing? Pitch it up to Samirian. I yelled, he, he on the telephone talking to somebody around the world. He on the telephone line. 
entertaining the Latter-day Saints right now. Sister Miriam, pick it up at 7824-25 of the book called Psalms. The angel coming down and telling David exactly where this coin coming from. He's going to look David eyeball to eyeball and tell him where this coin is coming from to nourish your body. What does it say there? Sister Miriam? Hallelujah. Book of Psalms, 78, verse 25. 24 and 25. 24, the book of Psalms, verse, chapter 78, verse 24 and 25, reads, And had rained down manna upon them to eat, and had given them of the corn of heaven. 25. Man did eat angels' food. He sent them meat to the full. Hallelujah. Oh, so, um, although you just got to reading that, Sister Miriam, Yahweh rained down in that black soil, according to verse 24. What did he rain down in that black soil? He told Adam, go to the black soil. What he done was rain down what? On that black soil by the time you get there. That's saying about the land. See, right now it's desert over there right now. You go over there right now, stand over there, you don't see nothing. But when the time appointed, it's ain't going to blossom up at the same time. You tell Adam, go on down to that black soil and get what you need over there. So what did he rain down for the national audience's sake, Sister Miriam? What did he rain down uh, for Adam to get, according to verse 24? Manna upon them to eat, and had given them of the corn of heaven. So it's corn. Corn. That's what he gave them. The manna he gave them was corn. So what the children of Israel, number one diet to nourish their body, according to verse 24, mm-hmm. that he rained down from heaven was what? What did he rain down? Sister Mary, in that last line, what he what he what he what he rain down? Corn of heaven. Corn of heaven. And who food is that in heaven? In verse twenty-five. Let's find out who be eating that in heaven right now. In verse twenty-five. Man did eat angels' food. Ain't that something? Easy, man. That's angel food. So when you're eating corn, you're eating angel food. That was the you angels in heaven. That's it. Angel food is the corn. So in every one of your meals, you're supposed to have what the angels eat in heaven, corn, standing corn. That corn came down from heaven. We told Adam to go over that black, that black soil. He has, he just all of a sudden told the corn, get on down there and, and get in and get in that get in that yard real quick and stand up when Adam get over there. That's all. This man's a dictator. So now you see what you feed your family. If you want to nourish their body, and that fights off all type of bacteria, germs, and virus by having you a big belly full of standing corn. In your diet that you eat, and the children of Israel, what they, what they, and other lesson we've told you, 
Wherever children of Israel went, they always planted in some black-eyed peas gardens. They had black-eyed peas and corn. You couldn't tell them nothing with that green food. <laughs> you couldn't tell them nothing about some good eating. Black-eyed peas, corn, and green food, that's what they worked with. That's why they lived so long. Black-eyed peas, corn, and green food. No problem with the body. Because that, that's black-eyed peas and corn and green food was in that body, whooping off anything even looked like you want to come in your body. So you see that? So remember, corn was sent down from heaven. So when you're cooking a meal, remember, always have corn. Standing corn because that is a blood purifier for your body. Always have corn. Leave the chicken, cow, and hog. Sit to the side. <laughs> you see the difference? Right. Now, come on back, mother. Come on back now and read verse number. Yeah. Read verse 10, mother. The book of Adam and Eve, chapter 66, verse 10. And Adam accomplished all that until he grew very faint and weary. He then returned to the cave, rejoicing at what he had learned, or what, or what is done with wheat, until it is made into bread for one, for one use. Mm-hmm. See, and we all learned that corn and wheat is interchangeable words. They, Yahweh, the angels learned them how to take that corn and smash it up and get it together and make bread out of it. I know you, you hear that you hear that old saying called cornbread, but no, that you you talking about cornbread, you ain't talking about the real cornbread because real cornbread is when you take the corn, smash it up, make a whole lot of it, and make bread out of it. Oh, you know you eat good corn. That this is the cornbread they're talking about, not the kind you get in the jiffy nip, jiffy boxes. Put two eggs and nutting eggs in it and butter and all that. No, you ain't doing right. You're doing what somebody told you. The angel showed him how to take that corn and make bread out of the corn. So that's it. Here go the corn bread. So now you got to learn how to take the corn from standing corn, smash it all up, and make bread out of it. See that? They go, now that's when it. And that's when you—that's when we know you're working with something like the feature coming up about dedication coming up real soon. You know, so somebody got to make some, take some corn, smash it all up, and make some cornbread. Cornbread. Gee, what else? Let's go to um, six and seven now, mother. We're going to six and seven. Look at verse three. Now remember. When you do stuff like this, you know somebody that's wicked is on their way. Why can't just Mr. Wicked say himself? Why can't Mr. Wicked say in 6 and 7, verse 3? Hey, Molly, what did old Mr. Wicked say in 28 verse, 26 and 7, verse 3? What did old Mr. Wicked say? Verse 3, <laughs> chapter 6 and 7, verse 3, come on. The book of Adam E, chapter 6 and 7. Verse 3, then Satan saw what Adam and Eve had done, and he called his 
host and said to them, Since Yahweh has shown to Adam and Eve all about this wheat, where we're rather will to strengthen their bodies, and lo, they are come and have made a heap of it and faint from their toil are now asleep. Come let us set fire to this heap of corn and run Stop it, it. Stop it, Satan is not talking to Adam. He's talking to his wicked angels. He says, Yahweh has shown them how to do what by uh, torn that corn, getting that corn ready, get it into your body. What do corn do for your body, mother? According to verse 3, that even Satan knows. See, Satan was one of the powerful angels in heaven. So he already knows that this corner do something for your body, and you'll pay Doc Cook no never mind. What do corn do, mother, according to? In the body. What do it do according to the, the book? Adam and all about wheat thereof to do what? Thereof to do what? To do what? Strengthen the body. Strengthen the body. Hey, that. Strengthen the body. Hey, mother, what do corn make you do for your body? Strengthen the body. Strengthen your body. Yeah. See, corn is a blood purifier. It wars off diseases. It builds up your immune system. It strengthens your body. See, when you got a bed full of corn and somebody else sick, it won't even bother you because your body at its highest peak because corn strengthens your body. So you always have corn in your meal, in your meal that you're making, because if you want to keep that man on his feet, right, you always make sure he got a belly full of corn because you, hey, Marie, what do corn do for your body again? Strengthen the body. Strengthen the body. You see that? See, we, we walk around, we sick, all leaning, can't move around because we ain't doing right. We ain't doing right. We got to do right. Corn strengthening your body. So you understand it? Now, we go on to the 68 chapter now, mother. We're going to 68 now, and we're looking at verse 3 and 10. We're going to 68 chapter and look at verse 3 and 10, mother. See, we're trying to tell you something. We ain't got to be all in this bad condition if we just take heed to what the Bible says. Let's see what it says in verse 68, verse 3, and verse number 10, mother. Adam and Eve, 68, verse 3. And 10. What does it say? The book of Adam and Eve, chapter 68, verse 3 and verse 10. Verse 3. Then Adam, when he was raised, then Adam, when he was raised, said, 
Oh, Yahweh, thus has brought and taken from us the coin, thus has given us, and thus has emptied out the bucket of water, and, and thou hast sent thy angels whom have waylaid us from the corn field. We thou make us perish, that this be from thee, O Yahweh, then take away our soul, but punish us not. Then Adam and Eve took of the corn and made of made of it an offering and took it and offered it up on the mountain, the place where they had offered up a blood. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to run back to 64 for a minute. I did read somehow. Run back to um, 64, verse 1 and 2. Same book, 64, 1 and 2, and 6. 1, 2, and 6, Mama. Okay. Let me get back here. Adam and Eve, chapter 64, verse 1 and 2. And 6. Oh. One, two, and six. Book of Adam and Eve, chapter six to four, verse one, two, and verse six, verse one. Then Yahweh looked upon Adam and upon his strength of mind, upon his endurance of hunger. And third, and of the heat, and he changed the two feet, and he changed the two fig trees into two feet as they were at first, and then said to Adam and to Eve, Each of you may take one feet, and they took them and as the Yahweh commanded them. Verse 2. And he said to them, Go you into the cave and eat the feed and satisfy your hunger lest you die. Verse 6. And the angel said, and the angel said unto Adam and Eve, Yahweh said to you, that you have not strength. You have not strength to fast until death. Eat therefore and strengthen your body, for you are now animal blood that cannot without food. And drink. Mm-hmm. So he said, now you, you become animal plus like we got today. He said, now you ain't no count now unless you drink some spring water and eat pigs and corn. So you see what the pigs do for you? 
pigs strengthen your body. To listen, pigs, the pigs is another pigs and corn is strengthening your body. You got a relative that's they always weak and all that. You know, listen, because they eating the king's meat. They eating that chicken, hog, and, and, and cow. What's strengthening your body is figs and corn. Is that what we read, Mother? Right. So the figs off the tree, that what strengthens your body, the figs. So you got to find how to get you some figs and corn. That is the medicine to strengthen your body. Body all frail and Yaqua said, listen, Adam, you want your body strong? Corn and figs strengthens your body. See, and we, and you go to your the hospital, and they can well, just cut back on, just don't eat so much of the dairy product, just don't eat too much of that whole, just eat a bit of pizza at the hospital. No, see, that's the point we're saying. This is not our diet. See, we can't eat what they eat. They survive on that. That ain't our diet. Here's our diet that we eat right now. So we got to understand this thing. See, we got to eat what God tells us to eat. To strengthen our bodies, we got to make sure we got figs and corn. Figs and corn. And our mother, what next? Let's go to, let's go to do the rhymes, mother. And find out what next. One do the one in chapter thirty two. Verse ten. Yeah, thirty two, mother. What's next? What next we what next we need to know we need to know what to eat. What next, mother? The Lord Deuteronomy is just Yaqua again, now he's talking to Moses. Let's see what he tell, let's see what he says in Deuteronomy thirty two, verse ten, thirteen and fourteen. Let's see what he said, mother. Because one thing about it, we got to come out these hospitals. But you know, come out to the hospital eating the king's meat. King's meat is going to keep you in the hospital. It's going to keep you with all these frail problems in your body. You'll be frail all over the place. Because you're eating the king's meat. You're eating his chicken, you're eating his cow, and you're eating his hogs. See? And, and then you're doing all them wicked, you're doing the wicked day called Thanksgiving today. We were, that was your more of your sisters and brothers from the bloodline. And you enjoying what they taking away from you. Okay? That's how we got to come. Deuteronomy 32, verse 10, 13, and 14. What's that, mother? Okay, Deuteronomy chapter 32, verse 10, 13, and 14. Mm-hmm. Deuteronomy chapter 32. Verse 10, he found him in a desert land and in this great howling wilderness. He led him about. He instructed him. He kept him at the apple of his eye. Wait a minute, Now you brought in something else in. He kept him as to what, mother? He kept him to his as to what? The apple, the apple of, the of his apple eye. Of his eye. So there you go right there. Now you brought in another thing. The apple. The apple. So now you got figs, 
corn and apples. So you you know you want to you want to start off with the green apples, and you can eat or juice it. But the green apples have so much kick in it for your body. So now you got figs, corn, and apples. You see that? Figs, corn, and apples. So you both be loading up in your refrigerator with figs, corn, and apples. You got a relative always sick and all this. And listen, leave the king's meat alone and just eat you some figs, corn, and apples. And you'd be surprised this is a strengthening for your body. Read a little bit more, Mother. Well, that's the same, Mother. Let's get a little bit more out of that. Okay. Verse uh, 13. He made him rise on the high places of the earth that he might eat the increase of the field. And he made him to suck honey out of the rock and oil out of plant, of plant rock. Verse 14. Butter of kind and milk of sheep with the fat of lambs and rams of the bread of vegetables and goats with the fat of kidneys of wheat. And thou didst drink the pure blood of the grapes. Ain't that something? Now you brought in something else, mother. Now you brought in the grape tree. So now look, look what we got now. And look what we got for the national audience to understand something. Now, Yaquah made sure they had grape trees, grapes, mother. So look what we got. Figs, corn, figs, corn, and what? Apple and grapes. The blood of the grapes. The grapes is another thing that will ward off its grape floor. You got if you got little um, what I call it, with that thing which we got, that thing I was talking about earlier, what that thing I was talking about in your body is good for your liver and it's good for your um, kidneys. Grace is good for your kidneys because it puts out a natural water. So if you got kidney problems, grace is powerful for your kidneys. The pure grapes, I mean the grapes that got the seeds in it. Always look for green grapes first. The green ones is the number one with the seeds in it. That's good for any kind of problems, like if you got cancer cells or you got uh, uh, kidney problems, that grape puts out a the nourishment you need to help fight that problem in your body. Now, let me get a piece up on that. Hey, um, Sister Miriam, let's go to the eighth chapter of the Songs of Solomon. We're going, at, we're going to the eighth chapter, and we'll look at a verse, verse five. We're going to Songs of Solomon. The Songs of Solomon is wrapped with Cleves in the regular book. 
we go on to Solomon's days. Let's see what Solomon got going on for himself. What he got going on that we can read in the 8th chapter, verse 5. So Samirian, yep, 8th verse 5. Yes, ma'am. What what he got going on that we can read? You said it's in the book of Ecclesiastes, in the in a regular King James. Yes, regular book, right past Ecclesiastes, okay. right past Proverbs, Five okay. Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, then Psalms of Solomon, chapter eight, verse, verse five. five. You said, verse five. Ecclesiastes, a book of Solomon, uh, Psalms of Solomon, chapter eight, verse five reads. Whoso keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil thing. Mm-hmm. And a wise man. Hold on. Hold on. What you read? What you read? Sons of Solomon, 8, verse 5. 8, verse 5. Yes, I'm at 8, verse, verse 5. Sons of Solomon. Are you in the sun? No, you're in the regular book now. Yeah. You're in the regular book. I'm it's looking like at. Uh, no, I said. That's where you start turning from. And you okay. go past that and you run to Songs of Solomon. Okay, okay. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. I see. Oh, I got you, got you. Okay. Uh, chapter Songs of Solomon. Verse 5. Mm-hmm. 8, verse 5. Hallelujah. And it reads Who is this that cometh up from the wilderness, leaning upon her beloved? I raise you up under the apple tree. There, your mother brought you forth. There, she brought you forth that bare you. Mm-hmm. But you see, this, that's another lesson about who is coming from that wilderness up on the apple tree. But what, 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 what kind of tree you, they was raised up on there? Uh, Sister Mary, what kind of tree? An apple tree. An apple tree. An apple mm-hmm. tree. So look at what you got now. Mm-hmm. See, now what you got. You got figs. It's the first food was given to man. Then man had corn from heaven. Then man had apple. Then he had the pure grapes. So there go your one, two, three, four punches. This is what's mm-hmm. in your body. Listen, you ain't got to, you can make, stop cooking no never mind if you get the figs from the tree. That's right. Figs. You got to have figs, corn. You got to have grapes, I mean, apple and grapes. So now this is what he's giving the children of Israel. And see, children of Israel, they have no sickness problem because they want to deal with the king's meat. He ain't get, he never in the Bible gave them no king's meat. They never had no chicken, cow, or hog. They didn't eat that. That was forbidden for the children of Israel. Oh, man, you can eat it, and they probably fine with it. What WCC just said, see, I need to cut, I should cut you off for saying that. Well, it's your radio station, what can I say? Now, um, and Psalms of Solomon, chapter 2 there, Sister Miriam, um, what it says in verse number 13, to read verse 2 and 13, what it says in Psalms of Solomon, chapter Two, verse three and thirteen. What does three and thirteen say? 
Hallelujah. Why? And it reads, uh, Psalms of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 3, and down to, and skip to 13. No, 3, 3, 5, and 13. Make it, let's make it 3, 5, and 13. 3, 5, and 13. The book of Psalms of Solomon, chapter 2, yeah. verse 3, 5, and 13. And 15. Three. And 15. So do I read 13 and 15? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So the book of Psalms of Solomon, chapter 2. Verse 3 and 55 and 13 and 15. Reads, verse 2. That's right. Mm-hmm. As the lily among thorns, so is my love among the daughters. Verse 5. Well, no, read verse 3. No, I've read the Pick wrong one. Three. Okay. 3. As the apple tree among the trees of the wood, so is my beloved among the sons. Uh, sons, I sat down under his shadow with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. Verse five: Stay me with flagons, comfort me with apples, for I am sick of love. Verse thirteen: The fig tree put it forth her green figs, and the vines with the tender grape give a good smell. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. Fifteen, take us the foxes, the little foxes, the spoil of the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what kind of what kind of what kind of things in verse thirteen again? Uh, uh, uh Miriam, what kind of grapes? I'm a kind of pigs. Psalms of Solomon, chapter yeah, two, verse thirteen. 13. Mm-hmm. The fig tree put it forth her green figs. Hey, that's hear the man saying? The man came again. Things you got to have to stick in your body is what color again? Now? What color? What color? Green figs. Green figs. Green figs. Wow. Here's the man is saying. The man let you know the apple, the green figs, the corn, and um, whatever that was. All this is what strengthens our bodies. He said nothing about no chicken, cow, or no hog. You want to get on your feet with no trouble. Why don't you follow the Bible? Get you some green figs and get you some tender grapes. And you know green is the color. Now go to 4 verse, go to 4 verse 12 and 13. So you you got the point on the way you got the point. So you got the point. This is how we help ourselves. This is how we just uh, put a finger up when we see Doc Cook. We just, Doc Cook will see you ride past and you put your finger up on him. See? Because the bottom line, you don't need no Doc Cook if you follow the Bible. 
What it says in uh, 4, verse 12 and 13. Hallelujah. The book of Songs of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 12 and 13. 12 read. Well, read verse 11 make it sound good because he's going to bring something else in in verse number 11. He's going to bring something else in in that second line. Listen good. Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verse 11, yes. 13. Verse 11. Thy lips, O oh my spouse, drop as the honeycomb. Honey and milk are under thy tongue. And smell That's of good. thy garments. That's good right there. That's good. So now you're brought in the honeycomb as milk. Mm-hmm. Not that the milk from the cow. No. The milk from... A honeycomb. Now he brought in honey. See, right now what we do now, we got a box of white sugar. That white sugar costs you. It's not good for you, Steve Go to the restaurant, and what they do, you want to order something, they bring you a bunch of white sugar. No, Steve No white sugar. No, that's processed sugar. That's processed stuff. You don't want man's hands. You want the honeycomb to put in for your sweetness. You want honey. You don't want no white sugar to put in your in your cakes, pies, and all. No, no, no. That 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 was that was a slavery thing sent to you when you got over to um, Brazil. You have to pick all them sugar cones. That that's their thing. That's not your thing. So. The sweetener you use is from the honeycomb, honey. See, that's what you got to use with honey. Then, mm-hmm. then, when you, then when you feel it real good, you want to wrap back. Let me show you something what you do when you want to wrap back. Now, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good now. Look what we got in verse 13. Book of Songs of Solomon. Yeah, verse 13. Four thir- verse 13 reads, Your plants are an orchard of pomegranates. With a pon- pomegranate. Hold on, hold on. Pomegranate. So now you got a pomegranate. That's that good old wine for you. Pomegranate oh, yeah. wine. Now you got some pomegranate now. You see that? So now you got pomegranate. You see that thing, right? Yeah. See that? So that's, now you, you ran back to your head, all that good stuff. Now you got pomegranate. That's what, see, listen, now you're working on something. See, now you're doing Bible, you're feeling good, now you're going to run back and give you a little pomegranate. Go to the seventh chapter and pick up verse 7 down to verse 13. That's enough of that. So you got the point. See, you got the point to help yourself and your loved one. Get you some nice pomegranate. Pomegranate is get your head bad that you want it. And, but it's it, it still a body build up some pomegranates. You got it? Yes. Now we go on and get one more out there. That's enough of that. Let's uh, go to Psalms of Solomon 7, down in verse 13. That's enough of that. So we got enough of that. So you, you see, we come especially those in leadership. And I have to go out for more dear of Israel to make another seed of cup out these hospitals. So not these hospitals. But just do the right thing according to this book. We're going to Psalm of Solomon, chapter 7, verse 7, 9, and verse 13. Well, it say that, Sister Miriam. 
Just listen to all this good stuff. Take, take notes, sit and on the camera. Don't let the WCC oh, yeah. and the World Catholic Churches and the Roman Catholic Church take all the notes and, and you don't take none. Let me say in chapter 7, verse 7, down to verse 13. Hallelujah. Psalms of Solomon, chapter 7, verse 7 down to 13. Read. This is good teaching. <laughs> this why this thy statue is like to a palm tree, and thy breast to clusters of grapes. I say I will go up to the palm tree. Verse 8. I said I would go up to the palm tree. I will take hold of the bowl thereof. Now also thy breast shall be as clusters of the wine, and the smell of the nose like apples. Nine. And the root of thy mouth like the best wine for my beloved, that goeth down sweetly, causing the lips of those that are asleep to speak. Ten, I am my beloved, and his desire is toward me. Eleven, come, my beloved, let us go forth into the field. Let us lodge in the villages. Twelve, let us get up early to the vineyard. Let us see if the vine flourishes whether the tender grape appear and the pomegranate 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 but but forth there will I give you my love love 13 the mandrakes give a smell and at our gates are all manner of pleasant fruits, new and old, which I have laid up for you, oh my beloved. Mm-hmm. Now you see that? Now they have brought in mandrake. Father Chaser, <laughs> pomegranate and mandrake, don't you know that ain't nothing but baby making for young men and young women? That's baby making stuff now. <laughs> Pomegranate, that's baby-making stuff here. <laughs> so you see how you sit in your body? You got some, uh, you got some pomegranate, and you got some mandrake. Don't you know? Mm-hmm. Let me get a picture for that mandrake there, uh, Sister Mary. Oh, Genesis chapter 30. This, this right here, this mandrake, that's what you, you get. The lilies of the field, you make a tea. You and your better hands drink some of this mandrake tea. Let me show you, let me show this mandrake tea you for you. You know, those is, well, you know, I, we, first of all, you got to get your body, you got to clean out the garbage in your body for things to work for you anyway. Clean out your body, and then you start eating some pomegranate. Get that pomegranate wine. I mean, you know, it, it just put a buzz on your head. But in Genesis 30, verse 15 through 17, listen, listen to this right here. Listen to this conversation back in the days of when Jacob was getting ready to make his uh, four wives and 13 kids. Listen to some of this conversation. 30, verse 15 
down in verse 17. Listen to this. That's right. Genesis 30, mm-hmm. 15 to 17. Sister Miriam, what to say? Mm-hmm. I'm drinking that lately for the tea. Okay, so Genesis chapter 30, mm-hmm. verse 15 down to seven, 17. Mm-hmm. And she said unto her, Is it a small matter that you have taken my husband? <laughs> and would you take away my son's mandrakes also? And Rachel said, Therefore he shall lie with you tonight for the son's mandrakes. Mm-hmm. And Jake 16. And Jacob came out of the field in the evening, and Leah went out to meet him and said, You must come in unto me, for surely I have hired you with my son's mandrakes. And he lay with her that night. 17. And Yahweh hearkened unto Leah, and she conceived, and bear Jacob the fifth son. Mm-hmm. You, see, you see that mandrake do for you? I tell you, yeah. that mandrake, pomegranate mandrake, you might a couple more, you know, I keep doing that because you ain't doing right. You do right. You have, you have them all over the place. You drinking that pomegranate and that, and that <laughs> mandrake, that mandrake mm-hmm. tea, shoot. Mm-hmm. Boy, you have more babies. Oh. You be, be, be looking for them all running. <laughs> All, all right. Wait. Come in. Come in. Come in. You got to do the right thing, see? See, when you do the right thing, Yahweh will take away any problems you got if you do the right thing. But what it is, we ain't doing the right thing. So we know now pomegranate and mandrake ain't nothing but a young man and woman baby making. I mean, you want, how many you want? Do right. But you got to first find out how to do right. Hey, Mother Eve, let's find out how you do right first, Mother. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17, 32 down to verse 36. But first you got to do right. See, if you want you want babies to run all over the place, and you got to do right first. Let's see let's see how you get Yaqua's attention of you doing right. Proverbs 8, 17, and skip down 32 down to verse 36. You got to do right. Well, you know, I can't. I, well, you know why? Because you ain't doing right. Because if you do right and know how to uh, detox your body and clear all that garbage out your body, then you put that mandrake and pomegranate shoots. And you put a do not disturb door with your mailbox outside. That's how rough you'll be. Outside will get you your dough. If you get busy. Proverbs 8. 17, get down 32 to 36. Where's that, mother? Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17, 32 to 36. Mm-hmm. Verse 17. I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. Verse 32. Now therefore, hearken unto me, O ye children. Blessed are they that keep my way. 33. Hear instruction and be wise and refuse it not. 34. Blessed is the man that hears 
me. Watch daily at my gate, waiting at the post of my door. 35. Well, whoso findeth me, findeth life, and shall obtain favor of thee. Yahweh. 36. But he that sinned against me, wrongfully, wrongly his own soul. All they that hate me, love them. You hear that? See, when you sin against Yahweh, you wrong your own soul. You wrong your own soul when you sin against him. And, and, and what is the biblical definition of sin, mother? Let's go to... Uh, First John, the right side of the book, chapter 3 and 4. First John, chapter 3, verse 3, 4, 8 down to verse 10. He said, when you sin against him, you, you wrong your own soul. You cut your own blessings down by sinning against your mighty one. He said, you love death when you sin against him. And what is the biblical definition of sin? First John, chapter 3. Verse 3, 3, 4, 8 down to verse 10. What does it say that, Mother? First John, chapter 3. First John, chapter 3. Mm-hmm. Verse 3, 4, verse and 3, 4, 8 to 10. 8 to 10. First mm-hmm. John, chapter 3 and 4, 8 and 10. Verse 3. And every man that has this hope, in him, purify himself, even as he is pure. Verse 4, whosoever committed sin transgressed also the law, for sin is the transgression of the law. Verse 8, he that committed sin is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the, from the beginning. For this purpose, the son of the sons of Yahweh was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Verse nine. Whosoever is born of Yahweh do not commit sin, for his seed remaineth in him, and he cannot sin because he is born of Yahweh. Verse ten. And this the children of Yahweh are manifested, and the children of the devil, whosoever doeth not righteous, is not of Yahweh, neither he that loves not his brother. Mm-hmm. He said, he said if, you don't, if, you, if you do not righteous, you know, you don't love. What do you mean by if you don't do righteous? What does that mean, Mother? 625 of Deuteronomy. What does that mean, righteous? Well, how, how, do we, how do we be righteous, Mother? Let's find out. Go to 625 of the book called Deuteronomy. You, say, you ain't doing right. How do you get a blessing for me you ain't doing right? And, and, and what are you talking about in 625, Mother, of Deuteronomy? The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6. Verse 
And it shall be our righteousness as we observe to do all these commandments before the Yahweh, our Yahweh, as he has commanded us. Mm-hmm. And, and, and where they pull that from, Mother? Where did they pull all these verses from? Is, is that, where are these verses coming from? When you preach up your Bible, let's see where the verses coming from. Leviticus chapter 5, verse 1. Leviticus chapter 5, verse 1, then skip down to 4, 5, 11, 17 through 19. Where is this coming from? Where is all this talk coming from? And Sister Miriam had me waiting on me, Hebrews 10, 21, down to 36. Had that waiting on me, uh, Sister Miriam. We'll be there in a little while. But, but put your marker there on that Hebrews 10. 21 down about 36. Just had that waiting on it. Now, mother, where did they put all this good talk from? Leviticus chapter 5, verse 1, 4, 5, 11, 17 through 19. What's going on with that verse, mother? Leviticus chapter 5, verse 1, verse 4. Verse 5, verse 11, verse 17 to 19. Mm-hmm. Okay. Leviticus chapter 5, verse 1. And if a soul sin and hear the voice of swearing and is a witness, whether he has seen or know of it, if he do not utter it, then he shall bear his sins. Verse both. Uh, or if a soul swears presumptuous presumptuous with his lips to do evil or to do good, whatsoever it be that a man shall pronounced with an oath, and it be hid from him. When he knoweth of it, then he shall be guilty in one of these. Verse 5. And it shall be when he shall be guilty in one of these things that he shall confess that he has sin in his in that thing. Verse seventeen. Verse eleven. Verse eleven. Eleven and seventeen through nineteen. Verse eleven. Verse eleven. But but if he be not able to bring two turtle or two young pigeons then he, then he that sin shall bring of his offering the tenth part of an elf. Now hold that point, Hold that point. Hold that point. He said you bring a tenth part. So he said now if you can't bring no turtle dove, you know we ain't going to bring no turtle dove. So he said now you got to bring a tenth part once you um, sin against any of the commandments. He said, you got to bring a tenth part. Now, um, Sister Miriam, 
Let's find out what he's talking about. Ten part of what? Let's go to um, second book. Um, Kings, chapter twelve, verse sixteen. We gotta bring a second part. See, we know we can't bring no turtle doves, and we know we can't bring no uh, bullocks. So what? So so what do we do today when we find out we on sin? Against any of the commandments, then we have problems, man. And that twelfth chapter there, in the twelfth chapter, Sister Miriam, what do we do now? They replace them, the um, the bullocks and the the sheep and the goats. What what we do now? Verse nine. And 16. Let's find out what we do now. Let's see what they did to take care of that problem. 9 and 16. Second Kings 12, verse 9 and 16. What what did they do? What did they do? Hallelujah. Wow. Hallelujah. Wow. The book of uh, Second Kings, chapter 12, verse 9 and 16. And 16. Mm-hmm. But Jehoadiah, Jehoadiah, the priest, took a chest and bored a hole in the lid of it and set it beside the altar on the right side as one cometh into the house, temple of the Yahweh. And the priest that kept the door put therein all the money that was brought into the house the temple of the Yahweh. Verse 16. The trespass money and sin money was not brought into the house of the Yahweh. It was the priest. Now, okay. So when we sin against any commandments, we don't bring no we don't bring no turtle doves. What do we bring in now, uh, Sister Miriam? We put in that chest box. Huh? Bring in money. You put in money and put in that chest box. So you don't you can't stuff no turtle doves and and sheets in a in a box. So you gotta bring what is required today, money when you yeah. uh, sin against any of the commands. What verse that pop on, mother? Okay. Verse Let me get back there. Verse 11. Yeah, well, you don't read 11. Get down to 17 through 19. You got to go your power down. You pick up verse 17. So you, so you don't bring no, no turtle and put it in the box. You bring the money. 17 through 19. 17. And if a soul sin and commit any of these things, which are forbidden to be done by the commandments of the Yahweh, though he wished it not, yet is he guilty and shall bear his iniquity. Meaning, 18. And he shall bring a ram <laughs> without blemish out of the flock that thou estimate, estimate, for a trespass offering, 
unto the priest, and the priest shall make an atonement for him concerning his ignorance, where will he error, and which is not, and it shall be forgiven him. <laughs> Verse yeah. 19. Verse 19. It is a trespass offering. He has certainly trespassed against the Yahweh. Mm. Yeah. So what you sin against any of the commandments, you have trans you have you have sinned against the Yahweh. And Yahweh ain't forgive you until you take care of that business. Let's go to mm-hmm. business chapter four. Mother. Let's see do anybody get a pass on this. We're going to Leviticus four one, two, thirteen, fourteen, and twenty two. And uh Sister Miriam have me Hebrews 8, verse 12, waiting on me. Hebrews 8, 12. Hey, mother, let me read in Leviticus chapter 4, 1, 2, 13, 14, and 22. Let's see if, if anybody above this, these, these commandments, laws, and statutes. Leviticus 4, 1, 2, 13, 14, and 22. I mean, if you want the forgiveness of Yahweh, this is what they was pulling from over in the right side of the book. They was pulling from right here. The Leviticus chapter 1, 2, 13, and 14, and 22. Mm-hmm. Leviticus chapter 4, verse 1. And the Yahweh spake unto Moses, saying, verse 2, speak unto the children of Israel and say, of oh, Say, as a soul shall sin through ignorance against any of the commandments of the Yahweh concerning things which ought not be done, and shall do against any of them. Verse uh, 13. And if the and if the whole congregation of Israel sin through ignorance, and the thing be hid from the eyes of the assembly, and they have done somewhat against any of the commandments of the Yahweh concerning things which should not be done and are guilty. Verse 14, when the sins which they have sinned again, against it is known, then the congregation shall offer in young bullock for the sins, for the sins, and bring him before the tabernacle of the congregation. Verse 22. Verse 22. When a a ruler had sinned and done wrong words through ignorance against 
Many are the commandments of Yahweh, his Yahweh, concerning things which should not be done and is guilty. So nobody get a pass on breaking the law, statutes, and commandments. Everybody, if you find out you're breaking the laws, statutes, and commandments, nobody get a pass. If you want the blessing of Yahweh, you follow what he got. So if the ruler, if the leader, if the seer, if the elders, whoever, when you know you want broke the laws of Yahweh, you got to do the same thing everybody else do. And then what? Hey, hey Sister Miriam, what Yahweh can say in Hebrews 8, 12 behind that? Hey, Mother, have me Numbers chapter 18, verse 11 and 12. Hey, Mother, have me Numbers chapter 18, verse 11 and 12. Now, if we know we don't do what Yahweh told us to do, let's see what he got written in 8, verse 12. Sister Miriam, what he got written? Come on. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12. And it reads, For I will be merciful unto their unrighteousness, and their sins and their iniquities will I remember no more. Yes. Yeah. So once you once you fulfill your end of it, then whatever you did do is over with. He don't remember no more. But he's still going to say something in St. John 5, 14. What he say in St. John 5, 14? Hallelujah. St. John, chapter 5, verse 14. And it reads, Afterward, Yahweh findeth him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, you are made whole. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come unto you. Hallelujah. Ain't that so? Yahweh found him in the temple and said, Look here now. You don't, you don't sin, I have forgave you because you have done the right thing. But don't do it no more. Acts 2, 37, 38. Acts chapter 2, verse 37, 38. What says this, Miriam? Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2, 37 and 38. Acts chapter 2, 37 and 38. Acts chapter 2, 37 and 38 reads, Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their mind and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be you baptized, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Son Yahweh. The anointed Christ for the remission of sins, mm-hmm. and you shall receive, and you shall receive the gift of the righteous spirit. Mm-hmm. So we got to acknowledge our offense against Yahweh and repent. That's what we got to do. Oh yeah. What you got there, mother? What you read, mother? Okay, 
Mama's chapter 18, verse 11 and 12. Mama's chapter right. 18, verse 11. And this is, and this is fine, the heavenly offering of their gift with all the ways offering of the children of Israel. I have given them unto thee and to their sons and to their daughters with thee by a statute forever. Everyone that is clean in thy house shall eat of it. Verse 12. All the least of the all the best of the oil and all the best of the wine and of the wheat, the first fruit of them which they shall offer unto mm-hmm. Yahweh. Them mm-hmm. have I given thee. He said, he said now, he said, no, you, no, you know you can't stuff in them boxes, no, uh, no kind of, um, none of that. So you know what goes in that box. He said, make sure when, you, when you're doing that offering from a transgress, make sure it is your best. So, right, chapter 18 there, Mother, 20 down to verse 22. So we're showing you exactly all over the world, especially on the camps. When you fall out of favor with Yahweh, he's showing us how you get back in his favor by doing what the Bible tells us to do. And go for the, the seers, the elders, and everybody. And nobody get a pass when you break the laws, statutes, and commandments. Everybody got to follow the same rules. So about mm-hmm. 18, 20 down to verse 22, what is that mother eat? The book of Sirach, chapter 18, verse 20 to 22. Sirach, chapter 18, verse 20. Okay, Sirach, chapter 18, verse 20. Verse 20 reads, Before judgment, examine thyself, and in the day of visitation, 